cartoon commentary is not intended for children. Tom, Keith, and Corey are usually wrong, and anything they say can and probably will offend you. Apologies in advance. Commence the podcast. Cartoon commentary. Alright, since we're recording oh. now, I just might as well... Oh, that was yeah. not that was not as loud as I wanted to be. That was me I'll opening turn a, the AC off. a can Thanks drink. Morning, I was opening a canned beverage, trying to get a good, crisp can opening sound to be the first thing in the recording, and apparently that didn't that didn't work out. I don't know. We'll have to see in post. Oh, we're recording. Yeah. Yeah. Supposedly. He didn't really give a warning. No. Um. So he didn't even say surprise. Nope. Nope. Just boom. Just duck it in. Um, so, <laughs> I was putting my son to, to bed earlier. Um, I was about to say to sleep, but that's, you know, weird connotations. Um, I was put, putting him down. Uh, <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> so, Usually he goes to bed pretty early because he's not even one yet. So it's like six o'clock and we're like, you know, changing him, putting his PJs on, give him a bottle. He eats the bottle and he sits there. The whole like, thing? <laughs> Wait. Yeah, oh yeah. He just, yeah, he doesn't drink the bottle. He just actually chews the so whole thing. Yeah. It. Yep. Well, Corey, you've seen the size <laughs> of my son. <laughs> yeah. you've, you've seen the size of Levi. He... Mm-hmm. Where do you think he does gets he, all this power from? Does he inadvertently make Godzilla noises without trying? <laughs> <laughs> no, actually, he doesn't. But I will teach them to him as soon as he can learn them. Um, he's getting pretty vocal nowadays. He he's he he does like a lot of like the it's like on a day by day basis. But like he does like a lot of the babble talk. But he'll do the babble talk with like a lot of yelling emotion behind it mm. so it, it ends up being pretty hysterical oh. because it seems like he's trying to really make a point yeah he but probably like, is but he can't he doesn't know the words yeah there's there's so like he wants something or something's wrong yeah or he's just happy about something because honestly yeah. most of the time he does it and then he just looks pleased with himself that he was that loud <laughs> I love that smile he has on his face, that little coy kind of mm-hmm. smile. He'll, he'll look so serious, and all of a sudden he just turns, makes eye contact, and gives <laughs> you that small little smile. You know, it's great. He he does the same thing that Maya did, where they he smiles with his mouth and his eyes. Like his mm-hmm. that's that's really me. I'm just a squinty person. So like mm-hmm. if I smile, I can't help it. Like my eyes squint because they squint when I move any muscle in my face, but. When it's on a when it's on a child rather than a almost middle aged man, um, it looks very. You know, hey, I'm not forty yet, so it looks. Wait, when did forty become middle aged? Thirty five was. I guess if you only want to live to seventy, which okay, so I guess that's all right. I'm middle aged. <laughs> I mean, I don't want to only live to seventy, but I mean, let's. You know, let's be realistic. Let's let's be realistic about how I run my life here. Um, so, well, medical advancements. Who knows? Um, I could mm-hmm. I could get uploaded to to the Facebook thing and uh, then yeah, live they, forever. There was an article that said within fifty years they'll be able to uh, upload your brain into some you know uh, Tom 
Tom thing. Yeah. Tom, I'll I'll have to be eighty six then. So that's not gonna. As I know, you're as not we just make discuss- it, but yeah, I will. <laughs> yeah. And and when <laughs> I live forever, I will lament losing my. Oh my god. <laughs> You're Too also soon. you're also going to pay for the DLC for the best back. You're gonna have like the most <laughs> back support. Your 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 virtual back will never break. It will be the That's strongest right. back in the metaverse. Um, but anyway, I digress. Can we stop um, talking about Tom's back. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. I guess. So he's uh, doing that big back. <laughs> A big back. <laughs> I cannot lie. At least he doesn't have a baby back. <laughs> Serve him up at Chili's. So, <laughs> so anyway, no, it's cute I when la- when I kids because Corey left. <laughs> not not because you appreciate anything I say. Exactly. <laughs> um, I'm giving Corey credit on that one. So, um, no, it's cute when kids when kids give a smile, but they also do like a little squint with the smile. It's it's a cute thing. <laughs> but any, so anyway, I'm getting ready for bed, and we have like a rocking chair in his room, nice comfy rocking chair. It's like kind of for him because the rocking motion helps them fall asleep, but it's also kind of for us because it's a comfy fucking chair. So, um, so I feed him the bottle like after he's all changed and everything, and then he's done with the bottle, and he's kind of just like hanging out not really sleeping he's been doing this lately where like he has like a 10 or 15 minute stretch where he's just like yeah i'm gonna resist sleeping like he doesn't violently resist sleeping but he's just like i'm i'm clearly tired rubbing my eyes but i refuse to close them and um and then he just looks at me and while we're rocking uh when we rock forward nothing happens but when i rock on like the back swing of the rock he farts every time. <laughs> so I was like, okay, sure. Like, get it up, bro. And it was like every backswing. He would let like wow. a, a toot or two like loose. And I could feel them. I could hear them. But like I could feel them because he's like literally but, laying in my lap. But smell them? Um, no, because he has a diaper on, pajamas, and then also like one of those sleep sacks. So there's like layers. They filtered it. I got yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. There's the, like he's got nice. a he's got a like full on poop for me to so, smell it. So or, it was cute and funny, not nasty and, and aggravating. Well, it was yeah, it was cute and funny. And the thing is though is that we were just rocking, and I'm like okay, and I'm like it keeps going. Like every backswing, he's just <laughs> letting more go, and like minutes go by. So you were going for the high score. Yeah, it was... I, I was the, to the point where I was like, this isn't farts anymore. This has to be poops. Like, there's no... Well, d- by the time you were done, was he a normal-sized baby? <laughs> <laughs> yes. He just... He, like... He deflated, actually. He was just a... He, yeah. he was just a little... A little skin sack full of bones at the end. Yep. yep. Um... <laughs> No, so like he just he just kept doing it and uh and it lasted like minutes and I was just like there's how 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 do you have this much gas in you? There's no way. So then like when I finally realized like okay, he's not doing it anymore. Let me go see how much of a mess this is in the diaper. <laughs> Zero poop. Wow. It was all gas. And I was you, like 
You rocked the farts out of them. I do, I guess. It was just one of those things where I just, I, I was dumbfounded. The only other time that something like this has been, has happened was actually, actually brought me to tears. Um, <laughs> we were, we were at my parents' house because they watch him during the day. And this is a couple months ago. And we went to pick him up and like, it was the end of our work day and, Sometimes we hang around for like 20 or 30 minutes and he was hungry. So I fed him a bottle after he ate the bottle. I'm just sitting there and they have like the same style of rocking chair that we have. It's like a nice padded rocking chair. And, um, and I'm sitting there and we're not even rocking and I'm just sitting there and he starts farting (laughs) and like, it's like that long drawn out fart. It lasted, I gotta say like 40 seconds. It was, oh, it was like, so, like he started farting and like five seconds in, I was like, wow, this is a long fart. And then 10 seconds in, I was like, this is funny. And like 15 seconds in, I was like, what is happening? <laughs> and then 20 seconds in, I was like concerned. And then after like 25 <laughs> to 30 seconds in, I was just uncontrollably laugh crying. Cause I just, <laughs> cause the thing is, is that from my earlier comment, the image of him deflating came to mind <laughs> because it was just this continuous fart that was coming out of him. And I'm like, how is this happening? How do you have that much gas in you? Like I have never like, as I mean, I'm an adult. I have so much more space in me. I've never had a fart, a fraction of like what he was able to do. Like, it was just, it was astounding. So when, like by the time he finished and honestly, like I tried to explain it by the time I tried to like, cause I told, I was like, Oh, he's farting. And people are like, Oh yeah. And like, by the time, (laughs) by the time, like I could convey how long he was farting, I was like laugh crying. So I could not speak. So like people just see me holding my child who's farting on me just laugh crying and everybody's like what the fuck is happening like has keith finally lost it he is just he's he's holding his kid laughing and crying at the same time and the only thing he's saying is he's farting so long (laughs) and that was it so so for i mean that's honestly one of the better the one of the better stories of parenthood if you want to laugh at a baby's bodily functions have a baby and then you get one or two of those events per per year unless i don't know unless you got an extra funny kid maybe you get a third gas event but Ah. well good time uh and not not to compare a dog to a baby but um that (laughs) made me think of uh herman my saint bernard you remember herman i remember guys Yeah. yeah yep um, so dog. you remember how, yeah, he was, St. Bernard, uh, about 180 pounds, I think at his peak, uh, big, big dog. Uh, but he loved people. He, he was very friendly and, and he would, what he'd like to do is if you were in the room, he'd come up to you and he'd put his head right between your legs, mm-hmm. you know, so his neck was, you know, so you were almost like straddling his neck, like you were riding his neck. Because he want you, he would want you to start petting his back and rubbing his sides, mm-hmm. and uh, he did that his whole life. And when he hit around the age of ten, and 
St. Bernard's, I think the average lifespan is like six and a half years. Herman lived to be over 12. And when he hit the age of 10, he was an old dog, but, you know, still not a gray on him. He'd run up and you'd start petting his sides. And, and if you started really, rub, you know, with your fingers, really rubbing into his sides real hard, he'd start making this noise. He'd start doing this. He'd start going, eh. He'd start grunting. He'd, eh. <laughs> and all of a sudden, after like the third or fourth eh, grunt, you'd hear, And it w- I, I discovered this, and I thought it was the most hysterical thing ever. And I said, he, this, this, is this just a one-time event? Let me try it again. Mm-hmm. Immediately after it happened the first time, and sure enough, it happened a second time. I was like, no way. So then uh, I, I waited till my father got home to show him this trick, <laughs> and he couldn't believe it. <laughs> And then I waited a couple days later when my brother Ryan came over to visit, and I showed him the trick, and he couldn't believe it either. That's so. Yeah, I mean, you learned how to fart your dog. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Hey. So Keith, Keith would rock his baby. I would just, you know, well, rub it, you know, sort of pet the side of my Saint Bernard at the same time, back and forth, and it would work the uh, fart out. Like so. So you know, two things about this. Um, my cat, if I if you if you pick any spot on like the top of his back, like on his like you know spinal cord, essentially, um, he's he's a long haired Persian for listeners, and long haired Persians have some quirks to them, and I've noticed this with more than just him because my sister had a long haired Persian that did the same thing. If you pick a spot I'm on sorry, the top of his back. Keith, Keith, every no. time you say long-haired Persian, I'm just thinking of a, a, a Persian guy with long hair. Like Fabio, Not but a Persian? <laughs> kind of, yes. yes. That, that's, I'm sorry, so, that's what I'm picturing. So um, if you pick a spot on the top of his back, though, and you just scratch it repetitively, he will start licking. And if there's, yeah. if there's nothing immediately in front of him, he just tilts his head towards the sky and licks the air. And that it's just it's just this like broken like neuroceptor response of just like ah oh, feels good guy like something and he's just mm-hmm. he just tilts his head back and he's just like look in the sky I'm just I'm looking the sky man this is great so I understand that animals you know sometimes animals have weird responses towards um, towards petting but um, the other thing I was going to say about Herman was that um, Tom you remember back in the day. Um, back when I worked in restaurants, one time, I think I convinced you to go out to the fireplace with me because we were both just like bored. And I was like, mm-hmm. hey, let's go get a drink down at the fireplace. And you're like, sure. I was like, I'll come pick you up. And you're like, all right. I showed up your, at your dad's house <laughs> and Herman was there. And I was like, oh, fucking Herman. Love Herman. So I sat there and, and Herman comes right up to me and I'm petting him, petting him. I didn't let him do that move where he puts his head (laughs) underneath my legs. Like I kept him in front of me. And then Mm -hmm. we go to the fireplace. We both get drinks. And like, I knew like I was, I was like a kind of a regular there and I worked literally next door to that place. So like I knew a bunch of people that would work next door and then come over for like shift drinks afterwards. And, um, we go outside on the pad. Like we're there for like a little while, like talking to people, hanging out, whatever. And we go out on the patio And the patio has like these brighter lights, like the inside of the restaurant is dim. And we get to Mm. the patio where it's nighttime, but it's actually brighter out there. 
And I look down at my shorts, <laughs> and they are covered in dog slobber. It honestly yep. looked like, yep. it looked like I just, yep, you know, it looked like I just masturbated all over myself. And then decided to go out to the bar without cleaning any of it up. Like, it looked, hey. it looked terrible. It was, honestly, and, like, I looked down. And left dog hair. I remember, yeah. And yeah. I remember, I looked, I looked at that, and I was like, Tom, how did you let me go out like this? Like, I was like, Herman slobbered everywhere. I was like, it looks like I just my pants. Like, Keith, 20 years, 20, almost 20 years later, I think you should know by now why I <laughs> let you go out like that. Um, no, Tom, this was probably 15 years ago. Either way. 13 you know to 15 why I, tomorrow. I, I let you go out that way, right? Yeah, because you just enjoy seeing me in pain and anguish. <laughs> <laughs> but yep, that was... And the thing is, I don't blame Herman. He was he, uh, Saint Bernards, especially as they get older. They're they're a slobbery dog. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, he can't control it. But the thing is, is that it just didn't occur to me to like be like, oh, this dog was like all up on my shorts. There's a joke here that I'm not sure how to get off about. Uh, <sighs> get off, Corey. Keith gets slobbered on around his shorts. Oh, that's. <laughs> I mean. The last time it happened was when Herman did it, so, you know. <laughs> There's the joke. There we go. <laughs> yeah. You know, um, I'll, I'll just quickly tell one more Herman story. Uh, when I was, I think, 14, Herman was, like, not even a year old, and uh, I was staying at my grandmother's. It was between, we sold our house and we were moving back to our hometown, uh, and in the meantime, I was staying with my grandmother. My father worked uh, like really early shifts, so he would leave. And, and anyhow, I was in my bed one day. It was like the weekend. He was working overtime, and he was in really early. And uh, he called the house for some reason. My grandmother comes to my room, and she's like, Tommy, Tommy, your father's on the on the phone. Your father's on the... Ooh! I was like, what the... And all of a sudden, I felt my grandmother land on top of me. And I'm like, what the hell? And it, Herman, while she was standing, you know, on the side of my bed trying to wake me up, Herman came from behind, stuck his head between her legs and lifted it up. And my grandmother's much shorter than most people he's used to. And he expected her to turn around and start petting her. But instead he lifted her up off her feet and she landed on top of me. And that's how I woke up. So. Well, I mean... That's it's an interesting way to be woken up to be involuntarily body slammed by your grandmother via your dog. Yeah, mm. I mean, who, how many other people have that experience? I mean, you should call Guinness World Book. A lot know? of people down in the south, probably. Oh no! Probably. And there they go. Yo, no, Ooh, I'm. What's up, internet? Welcome to Cartoon Commentary, a podcast where three sinners in their thirties talk about old. New and weird cartoons. I'm Corey. Hey, wait, this isn't Full Metal Alchemist. Zamir. <laughs> I'm Tom Escanor, 
Lion Sin of Pride, O'Connell. I'm Keith. Hawk, but really a pig. <laughs> Barnowski. <laughs> and today we're talking about The Seven Deadly Sins, an anime that Tom picked that is on Netflix right now. Mm-hmm. Is that the is that is this like a I think this was I'm trying to think. Was this like a very specific like released on Netflix anime or yes, was it? it was I think it was a Netflix yeah. original. Well, that's yeah. no, no, no. Hold on. They call it a Netflix original, but it's not actually a Netflix original. It was released in Japan before Netflix bought the rights. Uh, then Netflix bought the rights, got it dubbed in like ten different languages, and started premiering it. But in general, okay. it it came out in Japan usually like a year. Every season would come out a year or so before it would be on Netflix. Interesting that Netflix could call it. Oh, like the credits would end up saying like it's from like uh, it's like a co-opt with Aniplex. Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But it's interesting that Netflix could call it a Netflix original when they feasibly had. Nothing to do with the creation of it. They just yeah. like kind of bought it. <laughs> some money. Like that's a yeah. total Reddit move of like, oh, I'm gonna take your meme and then put my name on it and then put yeah. it on a different subreddit. And hey, guys, look at what I made. Well, this is this is one of those properties that they kind of realize in advance. They're like, oh, this is gonna be popular. This is gonna be a. a a good thing to have so they they jumped on it quick they did that with a number of animes uh but this was like the first that they really did that with that i can remember yeah honestly i could see that like i is let's get into the episode i i'm just gonna preface this with i liked it cool good um all right yeah we'll start so as Corey mentioned it's on netflix uh I believe it premiered on Netflix around 2015, and like most anime series that I'm really into, it was uh, right after I had a surgery and had some downtime and ended up binge-watching the whole first season on Netflix when it came out and was like, hey, I really dig this, I really like this, and uh, yeah, uh, I went on to read the manga. Um, I, I kind of read through... What what is currently available for the anime on Netflix? I, I read through most of it, uh, and I, I've watched most of it. But it's pretty good, and uh, I should say when I introduce myself as Escanor, uh, he's one of the seven deadly sins. He's my favorite. He's the sin of pride, but you don't see him till well. He makes a slight cameo with the wanted poster in this episode. But, yeah, I figure. Yeah, you don't see him. I figure they kind of introduce a lot of them, but they're probably. Similar to uh, the one we meet in this episode where they don't quite meet uh, the expectations mm-hmm. of that poster. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I guess we should just jump into it so we could start talking about these posters because that's a good point, Corey. Mm. Uh, just as someone who I assume you've never seen this series at all, right? I have not. No, but you were able to pick up on that little sort of a... I want to almost call it a running gag. Uh, with the main characters. Once so, we figure out um, what we find out later in this episode, 
It feels weird. All the yeah. people that have watched this series that are listening to this are probably just like, why don't they just say the stuff? Say the stuff. Say the names. <laughs> yeah, I- I'm going out of my way not to name the names of the main characters in this episode because I'm assuming uh, if you haven't seen it, you, you know, you, you probably don't want to... Well, then again, if you, if you haven't seen it and you listen to our whole episode, eventually it will be spoiled when I say the names later on, so it doesn't yeah. make sense. Yeah. Uh, well, but at the same time, I feel like the... I feel like the... And maybe I'm totally off base here, but the, I feel like the reason for them doing that is that it doesn't come up in the writing for their conversations. Like, they don't right. introduce themselves. And it leaves the audience wanting to know the names. So then when mm-hmm. they finally reveal the names, number one, the names are revealed and they are important people to the storyline. Mm-hmm. And not only that, but then when the names are revealed, you're more likely to, I feel like, remember them at that point because the story is already going and then you mm-hmm. realize they are important characters in the storyline rather than being like, oh, this is my name and then finding out they're important 20 minutes later. Instead, it's True. like, wait 20 minutes, realize they're important, like know that that name is important and then know that that name belongs to this person. Like mm. it's, it's just a different way of doing things. I feel like, well to build on that also, like I, even rewatching this episode today and I've seen this episode like a dozen times at this point, I still realized watching. I'm like, Oh yeah, they, they, they don't actually introduce themselves properly or say their names at all. Just, Due to the writing and, and the course of events, they don't really quite have the chance to completely introduce themselves. So, like, you're almost at the end of the episode before the names are dropped. And it, it does make a much stronger impact when you, mm-hmm. you hear the names because there's such a build-up to it. So, yes, on that note, I will not say the names of the characters till we get to that point in the, uh, the, the description. Um, so yes, uh, we start off the episode, uh, 10 years prior to the current storyline. Uh, it takes place, uh, 10 years, or it starts 10 years before, uh, you see two knights, um, they're sort of patrolling this kingdom, the, the kingdom of Lioness, 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 Lioness? Lioness. I wasn't sure how it was pronounced. Lionese. Well, yeah, that's the thing, like, I, I've... It's funny because I've watched like YouTube reviews of certain episodes, before, and everybody says or, it a different way. Yeah, it's one of those things where like some people pronounce it slightly different, and I'm not going to dwell on well, it. Then, do they not say it in the show? Well, because the no, real they do, well, the but... real way to say it is in Japanese. So yeah, that's the thing. Because like I-, I was even thinking, should I pronounce the the way characters? Well, anyhow, mm. I- I- I'm just oh, going to so do I guess my we should best. Say, did... I assume, Tom, you watched this in English dub, right? Yes, that, yeah, we should clear this up. What, so what did I, you guys watch it? I, I, I watched it in Japanese with the subtitles, of course, because that's actually the way they, uh, that's like the default for it. Like, I would have had to change settings. Yeah. Ah, so the English. So what I did was I watched it twice. I watched it first subtitled Japanese audio, and then uh, the second time I watched it, I watched it still subtitled because that was still turned on but i watched it with the dubbed audio ah, so i, I got okay. i got both flavors this time i was like chocolate and nice. vanilla please thank <laughs> you <laughs> well that's good and so honestly be... 
honestly, the gap here. Well, honestly, there wasn't much of a gap. I mean, things were worded yeah. differently, but honestly, there wasn't like I for other things that I've done this with. I sometimes there's a very substantial like um perspective mm-hmm. like on the way something's explained this was more just like word choices like it wasn't it wasn't anything crazy that like instead of being like oh like when the two guards in the beginning the old guards talking to the young guard and he's like oh the old guards like oh well this job might be hard for someone like you instead so there's just like oh this job might be hard for a young a young man like you or something like it's yeah it's it's like very minimal like they're sometimes Mm -hmm. a little bit more descriptive sometimes a little less descriptive like it's Mm. you know so anyway it was worth doing it just to see what the difference was but i don't think Mm -hmm. it really made too much of an impact yeah i i was gonna say too i i haven't seen any of the first seasons uh subbed but i watched i think the second and third season subbed just because it came out I watched the first season dubbed. I liked it so much. And then when the next season came out, came out in Japan well before, so you could watch it like on Crunchyroll or one of those other sites. Uh, and I just remember I watched it subbed. This was one of the series I actually watched subbed, and I was totally cool with it. And then when it came back out dubbed, I watched it dubbed as well, but uh, only for season two onward. Um, mm. and, and I was going to say, along with what Keith said, yeah, same thing. There, there wasn't too big of difference, uh, with the, the, you know, between the two. I did notice though, sometimes the, uh, I think the subtitled would spell out a character's name and you know how, like with the, the R's and the, was it the, the R's and the L's, uh, yep. When it comes to translation, that that would crop up occasionally. So it's like, okay, the dubbed is saying it one way, but then the the subtitle says it a different way. I think that comes up once or twice throughout the series, but um, it's not as bad as other series where it's it's like really bad. But yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, so as Keith mentioned, there's a, a young and an old guard. They're patrolling the city. Uh, the city is desolate. It's it's cloudy. Uh, there's debris everywhere. It looks like it was attacked. Um, the old guy is basically saying, yeah, this is a tough job. You know, if you ever want to become a holy knight, you know, you, you pretty much have to uh, deal with a lot to be able to become a holy knight. And I should start off by saying... Holy Knights are like the, the top-tier fighters of the kingdom. You have your normal, you know, uh, city guards, but then you have this order of knights, which are referred to as the Holy Knights. Uh, they differ from regular um, guards in the fact that they're just much more powerful physically in terms of their fighting uh, prowess. Uh, prowess. Uh, and also, they have an innate magical ability... So um, I'll go into it more later on, like when we, we'll talk about a certain character later on, what he does, uh, and I could talk about his ability, but pretty much all the Holy Knights all have like one real special magic ability, uh, whereas city guards and stuff, they're just normal people without it. Uh, the, um, the plebs. Kind of, yeah. <laughs> That's kind of how it's presented, yes. Uh, so um, anyhow... Uh, as these uh, guards are walking through the city, all of a sudden we see the corpses of all these holy knights 
scattered about the ground in this this debris and uh we learn from the old man um that uh all these dead knights uh are were killed by just seven people um, which which is very interesting cuz he literally like stumbles upon them <laughs> yeah. all these dead knights and knows oh they were killed by seven people and they were killed instantly they didn't have a time re- time to react and it's like you've seen the dead bodies for three seconds like mm. what kind of sherlock holmes shit is this like <laughs> and the thing is i, I sorry go I ahead kinda, yeah i was gonna i kind of want to say like this is post attack so I kind of feel like it's implied that the old knight has already been patrolling the area. He found the new knight, and now they're going back towards an area that he's already seen. Like, he's already... That makes more sense. He knows what... Yeah, he kind of... And I should say, it's kind of weird, because they kind of retcon things slightly, or or they don't give... Or they they tweak the details just slightly about the events uh, as the seasons progress. When yeah. they do flashbacks and they explain things, so uh, when you're we're first introduced to basically these uh, the holy knights where they've just been slaughtered, we're told, yeah, these seven people, these just seven people, just massacred them. So it gives you the impression that there's seven really powerful bad guys out there. But also, um, like I didn't I didn't count like the bodies on the ground, but like. There wasn't like a ton of them. There's maybe like ten or twelve. <laughs> like, at least in that frame, maybe there was okay. more. But like in, in anime that f- terms, it wasn't a lot of people to. Yeah, true. So but like they a, a they showed Knights... they showed they showed that many people, and it was like, well, seven people killed them, and I'm like, all right, so seven people killed like ten people. Like that's well, that's almost one to one. Yeah, but they. I think I think they mention in this episode or maybe it's it's in the next one uh that basically a holy knight is at least like a hundred times more powerful than a single guard so that's yeah that no they say that towards like the end of this episode like one of the knights goes like oh well a holy knight's supposed to be worth a a hundred regular knights and there's no way that that many holy knights got killed all at the same time and like yeah i mean Basically, it would have taken an army to take down that many holy knights that were slaughtered. Like it in this universe, it would truly take an army of normal people or normal guards, like that that caliber fighter, to take down uh, that number of holy knights right outside. So um, maybe it's not conveyed as as clearly. But so they were just. Like so, it's more the like assumption of like, oh, all of these holy knights are dead, all in the same spot. This was done by the only people that we know could physically do this, which is the seven deadly sins. Like, yes, one night ate way too much spaghetti, died. Another night got (laughs) way too angry, and he died. And then another night was just like, just you know. I feel like we're asking questions that are going to lead us into spoiler territory. That Tom's <laughs> yes, yeah, that okay. Program. That all thank right, you, Corey. That's that. what I was thinking because I'm like Keith's asking all these questions that I have answers to and I want to answer, but I don't want to spoil the series, especially okay. if Keith 
liked it and might one day watch the next episode. I don't want to spoil it because it's really good. Honestly, if I had more time today, I would have watched the next episode, but I watched the first one twice. And mm, I did uh, watch the next episode. Oh, ah, cool. So okay. I, I kind of want to just because the the show has. I don't know. It's got this. It's got this. Like it's got fight scenes. It's got comedy. It's got quirkiness. It's got it's got a randomness. It. It's, it's got a real charm to it's it. It's got a lot of. It's got a lot of facets. And yes, it's not like a perfect diamond kind of facet thing. But like it's just right. like as the episode goes on, it just kind of reveals stuff where you're like, I did not expect that to happen in this episode. So yes. like, let's all right. So, yep. continue, Tom. Continue. Okay. So, uh, after we see the Holy Knights dead on the ground, and we're told that that they were all killed by just seven people, um, uh, let's see, uh, let's, oh, uh, we, we go to the regular intro where we hear uh, some music, and then there's a narrator that basically explains the whole premise of the show about how there's seven uh holy knights uh that belong to order the seven deadly sins they're sinners uh they committed certain crimes but now work for the kingdom and then they turned against the kingdom supposedly uh killing the head of the holy knights order and massacring all those holy knights as they fled and then they disappeared for 10 years and in the past 10 years no one's seen them and that's pretty much the the gist of what you're told uh, at the beginning of every intro uh, of each episode. So, <clears throat> excuse me. Uh, we uh, then cut to uh, ten years later near Kanestown. Uh, there's a uh, large armored knight. Uh, I think they call him a rust knight. Uh, it's like this large rusty set of armor that's walking up a hill it's it sort of labors up this hill uh and we then cut to what is called the boar hat tavern uh and i'm gonna ask now uh not to spoil anything but do you guys now understand the name of the the tavern yes yeah <laughs> and that was kind of fantastic um isn't it <laughs> Listeners, you're just going to have to hang on to the end of the episode to figure this one out. But, yeah. Um, that, that was one of those quirky things that, like, mm -hmm. when you find that out, you just go, all right, man, I just, I want to know. Like, I want to keep watching because I want to see what other curveballs they're going to throw here. Like, that's... Yep. <laughs> so, uh, we're... We're at the Boar Hat Tavern, and we're introduced to this young man slash boy. Uh, he's he's pretty young looking, um, short, and he's very busy serving all the patrons of the uh, patrons, patron. Pa oh my god, I keep saying patron. <laughs> I'm trying to say patron. Yeah, it's it's patron patrons. patron tequila. Patrons. All the no, patrons. Pa patrons. Of the bar, of the yeah. Tavern. Yeah, he just serves he serves tequila. He's serving, he's serving tequila to everybody. Yes. <laughs> I mean, he does mention that they're known for their drinks and not for their food. Yes, so exactly the the Boar Hat Tavern, and that that is that is a big thing. They their drinks are, are pretty famous. They've got great drinks. Um, but yeah, so anyhow, uh, 
the people who are attending this tavern are all shocked to learn that this really hard-working young boy, young waiter running all over the place young serving boy. them. they're uh, all shocked to learn that he's actually the owner of the boar hat tavern um and uh i think this is where we see that he he serves one of his famous meat pies uh to a group of three guys uh and this this is actually um sort of a, a recurring joke um they go to eat the pie and immediately throw up because it tastes like crap. Oh, they just uh, like projectile vomit. Like, yeah, yeah this was this was <clears throat> the grossest part of the episode by a lot. <laughs> I was like, I understand what happens next, but it's like one of those things where if this is a recurring thing, I don't want to ever see that again. Well, so no, well, <laughs> I want to yeah. I want to say though, like I've. I've never had a meat pie. At the same time, well, I mean, I've had shepherd's pie, but this is more of like a meat pie that has like a a pastry crust on the bottom sides and top. Um, what about a Jamaican, you know, a Jamaican patty. patty? Yeah, I've had a yeah, beef that's patty, like a meat pie. Right? I guess I've had one of those, but like, um, I've good. had empanadas. Empanadas one. are kind of like the Hispanic uh, version of jamaican beef patties um but like the for me like the meat pie needs to be like a few inches thick it's like a two to three inch thick it's literally like in a pie crust like and and the thing is is that i feel like Like, that type of dish in order to create that dish and have it like you know, actually, like, solidify and hold together and be able to, like, take a, a slice or a cut out of it without it just crumbling would take skill. So, like, cooking skill to, like, properly manage the ratios of ingredients to make everything, for lack of a better word, uh, congeal together. So that way it was not just a, <laughs> you know, pie you ate with a spoon. Um so it's really it's really interesting to me, just being somebody that cooks, that these guys all took these very defined slices of this pie on forks, and like it, it was like holding together, and I was just like, oh man, I was like, I kind of this, I kind of want to make a meat pie. Like this thing came out, looks <laughs> real pretty, it's nice and hot. All these people are excited for it, and they ate it and they puked, and I was like. Yeah, I guess I just won't make a meat pie. I don't know. Like, I, I like part of me still wants to, but like, if yeah, and, and like it is the running joke that apparently like he's just a terrible cook. Um, mm-hmm. But it was just one of those things where I'm like, I've heard of meat pies before. I've thought about making them, and this it was like another thing where it's like, oh, meat pies have come up again. Maybe I will attempt this, and then people vomited all over the place, and I'm like. Yeah, I don't know if I should. Well, like, I just don't Keith, know if meat pies are going to be good. No, Keith, meat pies are delicious. It's just that Meliodas cannot... Oh, god damn it. Melodious? Ha! I just did Mel- it. I was going to Mel- attempt not to say names the entire oh, episode. yeah, I just that's true. Shot. God yeah, damn it. You fucked it up. You I sp- fucked it up. You spoiled yourself. Spoiled myself. Anyhow, the Go boy... Go change your pants. Uh, can't cook... 
he can't cook at all. Uh, you can cook, and I know meat pies are pretty good, so you should make meat right. pies for us next time we're there, because they'd be good. I will, um, at some point, it's on my list. not they regurgitated on the floor. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So, it's on my list of things to do, and actually, I do have a, I bought a while back a frozen uh, prime beef brisket. Ooh. that's been sitting in my freezer the last one that i bought i i thawed it and then ground it up uh with some chuck and made my own burger patties that were like honestly way too fatty but like i say way too fatty because like for most people if they ate them they would be like this burger's fucking rich but they were delicious um and I was going to do that with this one, but now I'm just like, hmm, well, and I got all this prime beef brisket. I'll just make a 14-pound beef pie. Oh, invite me over, please. <laughs> <laughs> and, and like Corey said, we will not throw it up. In fact, uh, unlike the, the people attending the tavern, because I'm not going to say the P word again, I still can't pronounce it correctly. Uh, they get upset uh, after eating this pie and throwing up. They get really kind of pissed uh, until all of a sudden they notice the the hilt of uh, the boy's sword at his you know side, and they start to kind of you know get a little yeah. cautious. They're like, wait, wait, wait. Maybe we shouldn't just punch him. Well, yeah, because they're uh, like, hey, are you just fucking with us? And then they're like, oh, yeah. shit, he's armed. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. And and that's when he, you know, the boy says, uh, you know what? We need to take care of this. And enter one of the best characters, Hawk, uh, who is a talking pig. Uh, he comes out to eat the vomited... <laughs> Meat pie. Yeah, this is the grossest part. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but that's Maybe one literally thing if it was just like this, you know, this pig that never has anything to say, just this animal. But oh. <laughs> to basically be able to comment on what you're doing. It's a sentient <laughs> pig like, oh, that will eat like, oh, I'm cleaning up your mess. <laughs> now, given... Given this is probably the least egregious vomit that could exist, yeah. Because it it literally it's it's not really like it's not like oh they got too drunk and they threw up. It was they tasted something bad and they spit it out. Yeah, I mean they like the the problem is though is that they spit a lot more out than what they put in uh, yeah, right then. Yeah. So like there yeah, was some <laughs> extra stuff there. Yeah, like it's gonna be it, drunk off that vomit. The thing is, uh, if they just put that in their mouth and then spit it out on the floor, okay, pig can eat that. Like if I spit something out on the floor and my dog goes over to it, as long as it's not like you know deathly spicy or something, like I just be like, yeah, like. Eat it, eat it it's chicken whatever like um but yeah you know that those guys they were sitting there drinking for a while and then decided to order the meat pie and then took one bite of the meat pie and then vomited it up with partially digested beer <laughs> which most likely is vanya ale which you know just to allude to, to the next episode, oh, if you're okay. interested. 
but Sounds yeah, fancy. so um, yeah, they throw it up and Hawk comes out. Also, Hawk kind of when he's he's talking, he, he throws some puns in here or there, and and uh, sometimes they're pretty funny, and other times I just don't bother to write them down. <laughs> uh, but, but yeah, uh, while he's making these cracks, uh, you know, the boy and him kind of have this this back and forth where the boy threatens to, to you know, make the guy's, uh, you know, the whole pork recipe that he, his family's whole pork recipe or something like that, yep. uh, implying he'll cook hawk, you know, if he keeps back talking. So. Uh, after this occurs, uh, the people inside the tavern, they start talking about how, how, uh, one of them has claimed to have seen one of these mythical seven deadly sins, uh, which supposedly disappeared ten years ago and no one has seen since. Um, and during this, you know, conversation, you, you have, uh, some of the people there just saying, oh, they're just boogeyman stories, you, you tell kids to behave, and, and other people are saying, yeah, it's totally BS, and, and, uh, anyhow, uh, you know, the boy starts asking about the sins, and, and we get this recap of, uh, what the sins did ten years ago, how they, they killed the, the, the head of the Holy Knight Order, and, and slaughtered a bunch of other Holy Knights, um, as they escaped, uh, and we see in the background the, the seven wanted posters. Um, and all the seven deadly sins, their names are all listed there, and their pictures are all listed there. Uh, I'd say at least half of them look like older people. Uh, and what you have to assume is uh, these wanted posters, they were sketched ten years ago. So the people in these pictures must be even older now. Uh, mm-hmm. You know that ten years have gone by, so they also um, don't look like that much of anime characters in the pictures. No, no, they don't really. No, not not like the other characters in the series. No. Um. So yes, uh, at this point, basically everyone in the bar, with the exception of that one person who said he saw some uh, saw this rusted uh, rusted knight, uh, everyone thinks they're. The, the seven deadly sins have died, uh, even though another person points out that those posters, you know, they, they issue new posters every year, which means no one's actually confirmed that any of the sins are dead. And at this moment, uh, we, we see this, uh, the armored knight enters the tavern just saying something like, the seven deadly sins, or some, something like that, before uh, uh, everyone flees, and then the knight uh, the rusted knight collapses to the floor. Um, at this point, uh, we, we cut to, uh, to, well, this is where we get to Keith's, Keith's section of the, the anime where, uh, the boy and Hawk decided to remove all the armor and, and get the person out to see if they could help them. Uh, only to find that the person in this giant rusted armor suit is actually a very attractive young lady uh, wearing like a, what was that, like a unitard? Yeah, some I sort guess. of, yeah. I mean... It's like a I, unitard. If I I, <laughs> the funny thing <laughs> is, it's like a, I mean, I'm I'm all about the babies because I have one. It's, it's like a onesie. Um, <laughs> 
It's kind of like a shirt that also covers your crotch. Let's put it that yeah. way. <laughs> so she's she's wearing a black and then onesie. She's wearing a onesie, and she's then wearing black leggings that don't go. They go like mid to upper thigh, so she can really show off the fact that she's just just covering enough stuff to be decent. What Keith is saying is, it's an amazing outfit. <laughs> it's- <laughs> I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna argue with you. I'm just. It's. It's. Uh. I mean, that suit of armor's got to be hot. She obviously didn't want to put on a parka. You know. Yes. From a uh, from a pragmatic standpoint, what she's wearing makes the most sense. <laughs> sure. <laughs> Let's go with that. So. So. <laughs> so at this point, after they remove the armor, uh, enter. We see enter the second running joke where uh, the boy runs over to check her out to make sure she's actually a female. And, and uh, you know, he starts checking her, looking over, you know, all the different parts of her, and then all of a sudden he just full-on gropes her uh, with her waking up, seeming completely unfazed that he's got a handful of boob. Yeah. Uh, and, and the oh, thing boy. is, though, is that she wakes up and he's... He's like they make a they make a sound every time he squeezes it, and he mm-hmm. just continues to randomly squeeze it after she's awake. Like he doesn't, he does not give a shit. Like he's <laughs> just like, I'm touching this boob. Nobody's yeah. gonna do anything about it. He uses the excuse that he was checking her pulse, her heartbeat. <laughs> yeah, he's checking her heart. He's like, oh well, you're. He- Cause, well, because no, when she comes to, she goes, uh, excuse me? And he squeezes well, it a couple more says, times, and then he goes, heart- yeah, go for it. You could, oh, after you, Keith. No, no, because I didn't write it down. Um, oh, well, at that point, he, he assures her that her heartbeat feels fine. As he's squeezing. Yeah. And she thanks him completely unfazed by the fact that he's groping her. Yeah. Um, Not that we endorse that behavior. We don't. So, no, we don't. But th- at the same time, I uh, has this girl never been to an actual doctor? Like... She, 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 she she was a young, naive girl in, in a fantasy medieval setting. Okay, sure. Um, (laughs) so she just believes every 12 year old kid that grabs her boobs, I guess. Well, yes, but, but, but she also does ask, why is she here? Uh, which the boy then explains that she passed out in his bar uh and during this explanation she notices his hilt you know and uh he he could tell that she seems a little uneasy by the fact that he's got this sword so he immediately tells her not to worry revealing that the sword is broken that there's just like a tiny little nub left to this this blade uh he's just got the hilt basically yeah um which uh this sword is I assume you guys, well, I know you guys haven't seen the series, but I, I feel like at this point you must think to yourselves, this sword must be kind of important 
if he's carrying around a broken sword like that. Yeah. 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 But anyhow, it'll probably become whole at some point. Maybe. I won't spoil it. (laughs) And you know, the great thing is the series really, like, you know, surprises you. So it might just be that it doesn't become whole. You don't know. Yeah, true. And I hope you watch it to find what happens. Honestly, I don't don't feel like he needs it to become whole. Like, um... As we'll see later on, mm-hmm. kid's pretty dope. Um, yeah. So uh, yeah, he he basically explained to her she passed out, uh, and the sword right now is just all for show. You know, people see this sword, they back down. They're like, "Oh, he's packing. Let's not mess with him." <laughs> he's just yeah. he's just swinging around his big sword handle, not. <laughs> Not the whole sword. <laughs> well, he hasn't. He hasn't whip it out in front of the guys. It's just, only in front of her. It's just, yeah, it's just. <laughs> no. Oh no. Boom! Boom! Did he? Did he pull that out? Being like, look, it's all balls. There's like no dick to it. <laughs> like, <laughs> he's an honest. He's just gonna come out. Just be straightforward. He's like, listen, look, listen. It's really non-threatening. This is what I got to work with. <laughs> You know, <laughs> like it's a nub. It is what it is. It's a nub. Don't be scared of it. I'm. Not, I don't even really use it. Like, let me just don't put laugh. it away. Yeah. Like. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. At this point, Hawk starts talking, and she immediately like loves Hawk. She jumps right down and starts hugging him. Says she always wanted a talking pig. You know, and goes on and on. Um, and uh, afterwards. The boy offers to to get her some food, and uh, during this time, she notices the wanted posters, which were hanging on the wall. Um, Let's see, so he brings out the food, and uh, basically the boy and Hawk are just expecting her to immediately projectile vomit as she eats, because that's what always happens when people eat the boy's cooking. Uh, Instead, she just you know, happily accepts it and just starts shoveling it down and with tears coming down her eyes she thanks him uh, which surprises the hell out of uh, Hawk and the boy well uh, I think she admits that it tastes terrible but like yes she but is her gratitude you know yeah her overdoes her, it exactly like the fact that he is at this point from her perspective her perspective like Saved her, kept her safe, brought her back to health, which is all he did was really grab her boob. Uh, mm-hmm. so that one's kind of suspect. So but... that's how you resuscitate women. I learned something new today. I... It's like watching the magic school bus. It's educational. It's... I... <laughs> Tom... This is some stuff uh, that would get you in trouble at you're, UConn, I guess. You're the one doctor in yeah, this I, in this trio. I'm being, I'm being facetious, <laughs> I listeners. I, I'm I'm <laughs> if you don't realize that then then oof. <laughs> <laughs> oof. Oh, then, hey, well, Tom's saying oof because he's like, if you don't realize that, 
I'm a terrible person. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, you're an idiot. And I'm like, I don't want to call them idiots. Yeah, and I'm like, oh, no, they'll just think I'm a bad person. Uh-huh. I'm like, no, I'm not a bad person. You no. just don't get the joke. Yes. Read the, between the lines. The joke is, is that, I don't know. I don't even like, remember what we we're talking about, to be honest. Well, resuscitation <laughs> I for, I involves groping. Oh, um, yes, thank you. Uh, so, the other CPR. The other, oh god! <laughs> Again, can you a imagine? Joke. Can you imagine? <laughs> well, did you try CPR? And you're like, well, I tried the other CPR. <laughs> I'm like, wait. The paramedics, look, the paramedics look back at you and they go, "What?" <laughs> what is it? Say one. One of them's wearing sunglasses and just goes, <laughs> "Nice." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but that one just assumes that you like did mouth to asshole resuscitation. Like, Whoa. <laughs> like, what is the other CPR? Like, that's uh, that's exactly what it is, Keith. Clearly, <laughs> you're like, you know what? Uh, mouth, to ma- mouth, mouth to mouth was not working. We need to find a different hole to blow air into. <laughs> God. That's how the human body works. Uh, Damn it, Keith! I'm not a biologist. I'm, not, <laughs> I'm a physicist. I love how you didn't say you weren't a doctor because you are a doctor. You're just not that mm-hmm. kind of doctor. But exactly. Um, so you're like so this don't body. Blame me. This body. I'm trying to resuscitate. This you. body needs oxygen. <laughs> We're gonna put it in wherever we can. <laughs> I heard. I've I've heard the rectum is is a uh, God. Is, <laughs> All right, he's, he's talking about a rectum, but I have a I have a completely different sidestep that oh, I no. need you to start using. You, you've watched you've watched Star Trek the original series, I assume. This is uh, this I is know. a real big sidestep. I've watched. No, every you're other not series. familiar. Are you familiar with Bones at all, the Doctor? Uh, yes, obviously, yeah, yeah. You gotta adopt the. God damn it! I'm a I'm a doctor, not a blank. Whenever Keith is trying to, because you uh, can actually use that. And it's factual. Yeah. God damn it, Keith! I'm a doctor, not a heart surgeon. Well, that doesn't work. Mm. <laughs> yeah, I'm not blowing into their heart. <laughs> God damn it! I'm a doctor, not a proctologist. Yeah. There we go. <laughs> Well, I was gonna say, uh, God damn it! That all of our proctologists. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a doctor. <laughs> all of that doctors. No, well, he could he could have said, "I'm a doctor, not an ass to mouth enthusiast," but that would be wrong. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> <laughs> oh, I was about to take a sip too. I'm glad uh, I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that, I do. Oh. <laughs> That's also not how ass to mouth works, Keith. <laughs> hey, Corey. The Wait, pure, I'm the, doing it wrong. No. <laughs> Corey, <laughs> Corey, no. You're Corey, taking listen. It, you're taking nope. It, you're taking listen. it as... No, Corey, Corey. <laughs> this is the most... This is the most pure... The most pure and distilled form of ass to mouth. <laughs> It literally, just the literal, just it cut, the literal what it says. It cuts out. It cuts out the middleman. It cuts out the middleman, and you just the transitory part. Yep, <laughs> the transitory. You know, 
Just like inflation, <laughs> the penis was transitory. <laughs> What the hell are we talking about? <laughs> that's know. that's we're a, talking about that's seven a, deadly sins. The no, that's a joke that nobody's gonna get except for us. Uh, oh, and Jerome, maybe Jerome Powell. If Jerome Powell's a listener, he'll get the, he'll get the joke that he'll inflation that. inflation and penises were both transitory in the situation of ass to mouth. Uh, I'm sure he doesn't listen. I'm sure you offended some group he belongs to. Oh, you mean the group that's like... Keith, you offend a group every week. I'm, at this point, it's I don't think we have any. You know, it's, it's just sad, though. I don't know though, who cause... he is to even start randomly claiming a group. Um, I was about I was about to be like, oh, you mean the group Does that's the like fork? old, rich, white men that control the government? Oh, man. I feel... You know what? <laughs> I feel least bad about offending that group. I've offended many other groups that I've almost felt bad about, but the rich white men that control the country and print all the money, they can extra go fuck themselves because <laughs> right now we have rampant inflation and that's not cool. David Spade, he really doesn't mean that. We love you. David Spade doesn't... Well, oh, hold on, hold on. Does David he Spade said- print money? Motherfucker. That he's was been, a joke, Keith. He's been counterfeiting. That, that was a joke. I was no, going no, you just outed David Spade with his counterfeiting he's ring. One of the old, rich white men who run the country. Clearly, David Spade's one of those people. Oh shit! Well, if he's in there, then that means that Kevin James and Adam Sandler are not far behind. They run and as they a crew. All don't like you. Yeah, <sighs> and I think you I mean, personally insulted every one of them. Yes, I'm pretty sure I did, and um, and that's why we're not that popular. <laughs> Hello, dear listeners. It's your old pal Tom here, real quick to ask for your assistance in helping us grow the podcast by leaving us a five-star rating on iTunes. Also, if you enjoy the show, or at least Keith hasn't offended you yet, why not share it with your pals and family? So anyway, he's feeling her boob. Yeah. Yeah, he's feeling her boob. Basically tells her, you're good. And uh, she believes it. And uh, yeah. We're uh, way past this. We are, yeah. Well, I was just thinking, wait a minute. <laughs> just the only thing I can remember. Like, I'm on a new trend. page. What is he talking about here? Yeah, so at this point, she's eating the food and she starts explaining that she's on a quest to find the seven deadly sins. We At this point, we see the the uh, wanted posters in the background, and we see, as Corey mentioned, the uh, faces that are drawn do not look like the typical anime faces that we're, we're getting shown. They look a, a different style entirely. I was wondering if that, that's they did that to emphasize, you know, when you're doing hand-drawn posters, it doesn't look like, you know... It doesn't look really it doesn't like a look. person. Well, yeah, so, so that's they, they something. Kinda, yeah, that's something that I <laughs> wondered. I mean. That I just didn't know if they. Um, I didn't know if that was true or if that was the like part of the storyline. Like if if the posters are just inaccurate or if like after like the last battle that at some point they describe like and the seven deadly sins kind of like go into hiding. Ask. Um, 
if like they somehow have powers to change the way they look and tom don't spoil it i won't but like to me that's like part of the mystery where i'm just like are the posters wrong or did the people actually change like and that's you know part what? of the thing that makes me want to be like well, what happens because this show's this show has some quirky fucking things. I'm like, I don't know. Maybe somebody starts aging backwards. Who knows? Like, mm. or maybe you know, they just have a magic, you know, like a magic wand, and they just like turn into a child accidentally. In, in retrospect, I was thinking, um, you know, the 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 people in the bar had said earlier that. Uh, every year they update these posters, so I'm almost wondering if oh. it's sort of like an artist rendition of what they yes. look like ten years older. It's, it's been ten years, but if they're yes. not, if they're not aging, yes. And I'm embarrassed to magical. say I've seen this episode so many times, and I'm just making that connection, and that makes <laughs> so much sense. I feel like a jackass for not realizing mm. that. Uh, because yeah, like I, I said, my name was Escanor, and they show his picture. And I, I remember seeing his picture thinking, oh, he looks older and he just looks, you know, he looks like an old man. And, uh, you know, I was like, oh, well, anyhow, it makes sense to me now that I realize what they did. Mm. Uh, but, yeah, so she starts saying she's on a quest to find the uh, seven deadly sins. And all of a sudden we hear a banging on the door and uh, there's a group of guards outside uh and they're shouting we we know the rusted knights in there we were we heard the townspeople saying it we're we're we want to come in we're we're investigating we're here to arrest the rust knight um and i don't know if, if you looked uh at the posters when they were just briefly showing him the the rusted knight uh his actual name on the poster is gother so that, but they refer to him as the Rust Knight because he's always wearing that big rusted armor. But mm-hmm. uh, the actual Seven Deadly Sin, who's the Rust Knight, is Gother, like the poster says so in the background. Uh, I, I think like it's a little bit of undiagnosed OCD. I had to point that out because it was just something I, when I watched the episode, <laughs> like I have to point this out or it's gonna f- upset me all night. So everybody um, needs to know this. <laughs> everyone needs to know the rusted knight is Gother based on the poster, and I'm not gonna spoil anything. <laughs> I'm getting better go. at that now. There you go. So uh, yeah, so the guards are pounding on the door. Uh, and then the boy answers the door, uh, and pretty much is kind of playing dumb and, and kind of just sort of stalling for time. Uh, and eventually Hawk comes sauntering in, uh, wearing the Rust Knight's armor. Like, he's got the helmets sort of balanced on the top of his head, and he's got other pieces of the armor, like, haphazardly strapped to him. Uh, and he introduces himself as the, the captain of the Order of Scraps Disposal. Uh, which I want to ask Keith and, and Corey, since you both have seen the subbed version of this episode, is that what it is in the subbed version as well? Captain of the Order of Scraps Disposal? Um, something similar to that, I believe. Hmm. Yeah, I okay. think it's actually pretty Might much... Word for this, word. Yeah, it's... Yeah, I don't know if it's it's like close enough where it might as well be, but it does it does reference. I just don't know if they're in that order. It does reference the captain mm. of scrap scrap disposal, um, mm-hmm. 
But yeah, it's it's essentially which, the same thing. Which I, I will I will give credit then for the dubbed because they they really did go out of their way to try to get the dubbed uh, version to be as close to the subbed version as possible. Because there's there's other anime series which maybe one day we'll get to like uh, was it Crayon Chinchan? Yeah. Um, yeah, I I watched uh, I think a couple seasons of the the dubbed version, and I went back and watched some of the subbed, and it's so different. Like the political jokes are are very much different because they're using like in, you know American political jokes, but the subbed version uses Japanese political jokes, so it's it, it's it's weird. Uh, yeah. But this version, it's very similar. Um, you know, maybe there's just the order of the words might get switched around a little, or we, as I mentioned before, the, the R and the L thing, like how do you pronounce the person's name or the city's name? But other than that, they're, they're pretty good based on what I remember from the second season on that the subbed and the dubbed versions are very close. Uh, the translation's very good. Anyhow, so where the hell were we? Uh, we go back to... Oh, yes, so the, the guards poster. were at the door knocking... What was that? Poster? Yeah, we just described the poster. Yet again. one on the tangent of... Oh, yes, sorry. to make sure we knew the guy's name. But, yeah, yes. no, like, the guards already knocked on the door. The pig came out wearing the armor. The kid's trying to play it off. Yes, and at this point, uh, the girl decides to take off. You, she starts bolting out of like the back door, running towards the woods. And it's kind of like the side door, because like the guards oh, totally yeah. just fucking see her. Like it's it's one of those things where like she is not one of the guards. Right. One one of the guards catches her. Let's give her a little credit. Yeah, but like. It was right, in she bolts out of there. One guard of the, like, four catches. The thing is, if she bolted yeah, out right. the actual back of the building, nobody would have seen her. She went out the side of the building. True. True. But I won't hold that against her, because I like... No, because that's probably where the door was placed. I mean, she probably didn't have another option. <laughs> <laughs> True. It's not her fault. <laughs> not her fault she got caught running in front of the guards. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so she flees, the knights catch her, uh, they give chase, and, uh, while they're chasing after her, I think one of them shouts, oh, go get Sir Twiggle, which, you know, again, it's, it's I've like, seen this I think episode. it's Twi- Twiggo, T- is it T-W-I-G-O? It's like Twiggo. We're gonna, I, I heard a motorcycle, Who, who's got a motorcycle in the background there? Hmm. That was me. <laughs> well, I mean, I don't um, have it. The road has it. Yeah. I, oh, it's Ghost Rider. Are you looking up? Yeah. Are you looking up Sir it's, Twiggle? Yeah, it's... It's, um, it's Twiggle, isn't it's, it? it? No, it's Twiggo. T-W-I-G-O. Twig-o. Yeah, Twiggo. It sounds like Twiggle. Like... Well, for for let's see, seven years I thought it was Twiggle. <laughs> so okay, it's Twiggo. So by the way, just because I pulled up this random, uh, so this show in Japanese is, I'm gonna butcher the fuck out of this. Uh, yep, Natsu no Taizai. 
That's the name Actually, of the show. I think that's too bad. It's yeah, it's probably, bad. It's probably a little better close. than I would do. Probably a little close. Yeah, I wasn't even going to attempt it. But um, good. So on this fandom page, uh, this guy, he doesn't have his weight surprisingly, but he is <laughs> nine foot ten inches tall. That is. I mean, I guess in the episode, like, yeah, he seems fucking huge. But he's also, like, broad. So, like, you don't realize that this guy's basically 10 feet tall. Yeah, because he's never, like, right side by side with with any of the other characters, really, is he? He's always no. kind of slightly like the, the off. Ca- the camera angle is very creatively, yes. like, in a situation where he's either in the background the extreme background, the extreme foreground, or very close up to him. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But also, this says that his occupation is apprentice Holy Knight. Yes, that's true. So he's not even one of the main guys. Yeah, because this, this guy seems so... fucking powerful. Like, Yes, he's... So yes, that that's, that's a very good point. So... Uh, we already talked about before how seven people took on like that those dozen knights, and we were told that each knight is like uh, each holy knight is equal to a hundred regular knights, and each regular knight's equal to so many guards. Mm-hmm. So uh, it, it's basically to give you an idea of the power scaling. So this guy isn't a, a holy knight; he's a junior holy knight. And he is still incredibly powerful, and we haven't even gotten to his introduction yet. We're kind of skipping ahead. That's true. So, um, yes, uh, the the guards give chase to the girl, uh, and while they're giving chase, one of them runs off to go get Sir Twiggo, now that we know his correct name. Uh, And during the pursuit, uh, as the girl's running from these guards, all of a sudden you just see, you, you hear and then see these guards getting their asses kicked, getting knocked all around, and it turns out Hawk is in pursuit trying to help the girl, and he's going off and, and just, you know, charging like a boar would and slamming them around and, and sending them flying uh, to the point where uh, we didn't even mention that one of these guards is actually the, uh, from the very intro of the episode there was the young guard from 10 years ago it turns out that young guard from 10 years ago is this guard 10 mm. years later so he's it's, you know an older guy what, now Al- Alioni? i think so yeah yeah that sounds about right um he's uh, okay spoiler alert, he's really not important at all he's just important yeah. to this episode, i was kind of wondering so. that because yeah. you don't remember these guys names i'm assuming they don't last very long yeah, he's 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 basically you know Mr. Exposition. He was he was put <laughs> into this episode at the beginning and then here just to sort of explain who the seven deadly sins are and to give you uh, a feeling of how incredibly powerful the seven deadly sins are. Uh, anyhow, so after Hawk takes out three of the four guards, the fourth guard gets out of the forest and all of a sudden realizes he's right at the edge of a cliff. And Hawk comes run up from behind and just fucking rams him and sends him flying off the cliff, which is pretty awesome, I think. Uh, so, 
Excuse me. Well, uh, she Elizabeth. Also, well, I assume that Hawk is a she. I don't know why. Maybe just the voice, but okay. Hawk is a boy, but oh. it's voice acted by a female. Yes. Okay. All right. So yes. Hawk um, also then apologizes afterwards, saying like, "Sorry, like nothing against you, but doing this just earned me double food tonight." So, <laughs> and I understand that. Um, if somebody's like, "Hey, push this, push this guy off a cliff, and I will give you double food," I'll be like, "Which guy?" <laughs> no. <laughs> Am I the only one? Checks I mean, out. I'm not incriminating myself, Keith. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it depends yeah, what the food is, but if it's really good food, I will, I will push a an enemy, a person that I am not. Savory you realize they, they can use this in court now against you. Oh, no. Really? So we're getting dangerously close to... I'm about to go on a diet, so... Stop showing up to your house, Q. <laughs> oh. Yeah, but I feed you guys. I don't push you off cliffs. Let's... Well, yeah, but there's an extra sandwich <laughs> yeah. there. If... Oh. <laughs> you're, saying, you're saying if it comes down to the last sandwich... <laughs> and it's... And, and I go... Well, I'm still hungry. Well, no, this just you guys just know to back the fuck off at that point. But <laughs> to be honest, though, there's no cliffs near my house, so it, it you know, it'd be a long play because I'd be like, "Hey, I bought you this ticket to the Grand Canyon. <laughs> remember how you don't remember how you ate that sandwich when I wanted it? But let's go to the Grand Canyon now." <laughs> So, Tom, we should probably continue talking about this episode instead of me theoretically murdering people for eating my sandwiches. Okay, I was trying so hard, like praying my dog would stop drinking water while you were talking. (laughs) And then I stopped talking and literally put it on you. Yeah. And, And I was like, okay, I'll extend the pause. And I was counting in my head. One, two... God damn it, Bear. <laughs> How thirsty are you? Dude, he's a hydro bro. Hydro homie. Apparently. He's hydro homie. <laughs> Whole subreddit. What is a hydro homie? A hydro homie. It's, Didn't it's, we talk about this a few episodes ago? Probably. It's on subreddit. Or it's on. It's, it's a subreddit. Called Hydro Homies, which are people who literally are extreme water enthusiasts who basically think that you should only drink water. And then they try to source the best, cleanest water. And it's like a real meta oh, kind of sub. sounds familiar. The The thing is, is yeah, that... that yeah, familiar. I haven't edited it, so I don't, know if, I don't know if it made the episode or if we just talked about it before. Yeah, or, or so like... But do you guys know <laughs> the the genesis of the hydro homie subreddit no but i also don't know if it's relevant to the um, podcast or it's not relevant i i know and it's Peter, actually kind of, it's like it's gabriel was in genesis <laughs> and sting and uh the drummer what was the tarzan that he did oh, uh no. oh i'm space on he just retired this year oh i get think i get pictures fi- phil collins oh 
Sorry, you said Genesis, and I just my started wife, thinking. My wife I, I, hates Phil Collins. One more person. My wife hates Phil Collins. My wife. Um, Why? Because her father used to do back in the day when she was a kid. Used to do like wedding, like as a side job, wedding uh, videography, and. Everything was put to <laughs> Phil Collins' fucking music. So <laughs> she literally just got like beat over the head with Phil Collins all the time. And she just, like, <laughs> when we had our wedding and we hired our DJ, he was like, Oh, do you have like a list of things you want? Do you have a list of things you don't want? And she was like, No Phil Collins. And he was like, Okay, anything else? And we're like, No, we're fine with literally, like, she was like, I don't care. Anything else, perfectly fine. No Phil Collins. Like, because the thing is, like, her, her parents also eventually got divorced. So, like, it's like the fact that her father remastered wedding videos with Phil Collins constantly and then her parents are divorced. The divorce is messy and she dealt with that as a child. She was just like, please, no Phil Collins. Like, do not do that to me. <laughs> and then, of course, he, he asked me, he was like, well, he's like, what? What music do you like? What do you What do you listen to? And I'm like, oh. I was like, do you want to like number one? Like, I've had three phases in my, or maybe four. You count four phases in my life, music wise, because I played some <laughs> instruments. And I'm like, all right, um, yeah, listen to Metallica for a while, but that's not exactly like wedding music, so don't do that. Um, Oh, so I like ska music. Uh, I like the Aquabats. <laughs> you could you could play some Aquabats songs. He's like Aquabats. Okay, okay. I don't know them, but sure. And then um, and then anybody. yeah. And then it was just like, and I was like, oh, I also like like the Red Hot Chili Peppers. And I was like, but you know, obviously, like some of their songs are not necessarily like. Because most of their songs are about just drugs and sex, like which you don't know unless you like really listen to the lyrics. But like you know, it's not totally appropriate for weddings. So like pick and choose. Which to be honest, though, he he found an Aquabat song and played it like during the wedding, and and everybody was like, "What the fuck is this?" <laughs> no, it was a good song. It was it was at the point it was at the point where like everybody was still eating it like well. Like, me and Nikki ate our dinner, like, part of our dinner real quick, and then started, like, walking around the room going to the tables while people were eating dinner, because, like, that's what you have to try to do to, like, you know, it's like you have to try to see everybody at the wedding, so that way, like, like while they're eating dinner, so that way you don't, like, get tied up later on kind of thing, and, like, that's when he ended up playing it, and I was, and, and, like, he, like, called it out, and I was like, oh, this is great, I have six more tables to go to, so... Thanks. Like, uh, I mean, it's not like I'm going to dance to it. Like, I don't know. He was a good DJ, though. He was he was really good. I'm just not a dancing person. I remember dancing at your wedding. But I also remember people at the table I sat at got me a lot of scotches. Um, <laughs> Tom, did those people get you a lot of scotches? Or did you get yourself a lot of scotches? No, they did. I ordered uh, wine. I don't even remember. I was eating prime rib. You probably sat with Corey, right? No, you sat me with um Brian Oh, cuz uh, you were yo, yeah, cuz you were you were in the bridal party. 
So yeah, I, I remember I had to go over to Corey's table. I remember walking over there and having to hang out. Yeah. He was sitting with all the cool fun no. people that I remember to, from high school. To, to be honest, um, I am the cool fun people. <laughs> to be honest, Thank you. I had almost exactly. almost nothing to do with the seating. I let Nikki. Nikki was like doing that because she had to navigate her family, and then she's like, "I'll just do all of it." I'm like, "Go for it." I cool. honestly don't remember who was at my table at all. I don't remember either. Like I, Tom came over. I remember that. I remember walking over to the table and Keith's mother coming up to me and stopping me and saying, "Oh, you!" And she <laughs> she started because I gave the the, the toast. And oh yeah, because because my mom was half drunk after. Yeah, yeah. Like <laughs> she did this thing where she started boxing with me and then she mm, gave me a Tom's hug. Only chance. And it was the hottest thing in my life. <laughs> there so you go. Thank you for that, Keith. <laughs> <There you go. laughs> it's, that was you'll have, you, you know Tom you missed your chance you have to wait until I get married the next time. Yep. <laughs> oh, By then, you know, ho- hopefully, hopefully my mom's still kicking and you can rattle those bones. I guess. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just trying to be a good friend, you know? Oh, that's the sound clip for this episode. For <laughs> yep. the promo. Yep. Yep. <laughs> Corey, right down the time. It's uh, 90 minutes. Um, <laughs> well, I'll, I'll have to edit it first, so. Yeah, that's true. Uh, oh, so man. So, should we get back to this episode? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, uh, okay, so after Hawk knocks off that first guard that we saw in the episode, uh... You know, ten years earlier, he knocks him off the cliff. We then see that uh, the boy had saved the girl, uh, and they're up in the trees holding her. And again, he's <laughs> kind of groping her, but he asks her why she's looking for the seven deadly sins. And um, you know, she says, she explains she needs to stop the holy nights. Uh, she reveals that the, excuse me, that the uh, knights overthrew the king and imprisoned the royal family in attempt to bring about a holy war so if anyone can stop this it must be the seven deadly sins because they are the greatest enemy to the holy knights um and uh i think this is around where she explains how the this let's see uh she explains the seven deadly sins are basically this elite group of uh holy knights that all committed horrific sins that they had to pay for basically they they committed some horrible crime and as part as part of their their punishment and restitution towards the rest of society they have to be holy knights and and you know protect the kingdom but at some point they turned against the holy knights and so we we get this big mess. Anyhow, uh, the girl recognizes that, well, the Holy Knights just overthrew the king, and they want to start a holy war, so they must be the bad people, and that the seven deadly sins must have been the good guys. Or at least that's her line of reasoning at this point. Uh, So uh, the boy basically says, well, aren't they supposed to be the bad guys? And she says, she starts to disagree when Sir Twiggo 
uh, appears and slices part of the cliff, like clean off. He just shears an, uh, a good chunk of this cliff off, which results in the boy, the girl, and Hawk just sliding down off the cliff with, with that chunk of land that just starts going down and falling down. Um, so, you know, we, we kind of, at this point, think, okay, well, he just murdered them. Uh, he, and he begins to start talking to the other guards, saying, uh, include this in the report, uh, there are three fatalities, and uh, which the guards, or I think he said two fatalities, then the guards say, hey, that first guard is still down there. He might still be okay. We don't know. You know, they start protesting. He says, okay, then there's three three deaths. So he's now including mm -hmm. the guard in the first place as part of, like, you know, collateral damage. Uh, and then as the guards continue to protest, he says, okay, well, there could be seven casualties listed on the report, implying that he's going to murder his subordinates if they don't shut up, which further shows that these Holy Knights, or at least Sir Twigo, who is an assistant Holy Knight, is actually not really a good guy. He's actually uh, quite a, a dick. <laughs> right? Yeah, he's kind of an <laughs> asshole. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, um... Especially considering they mentioned that these are people that he trained. Yeah. Yep. Uh, so you would think he would have some sort of uh, connection with these people, some sort of uh, concern or compassion, but no, he's just, he's flat out like he doesn't give a shit. He's just going to murder who he wants, put it in the report, as long as he gets the job done. And it, it clearly shows that these this Holy Knight Order, there's something wrong with them. Um, and as he's talking and, and threatens to... to pretty much kill the other four guards if they don't just shut up and fall in line, uh, we see the, the boy jump up from uh, down below, uh, and he lands, and he's carrying uh, with him, he's carrying Hawk, the pig, the talking pig, uh, the girl, and the first guard who fell originally when Hawk knocked him off uh, earlier in the episode. Uh, the guards are all shocked. Uh, the boy then turns and says to the girl, listen, on my word, you need to run. Uh, he pretty much is going to, he gives the impression he's going to defend or, or buy her time or sacrifice himself to protect her. He wants her to go running. Uh, and at this moment, that's when Sir Twiggo recognizes who the girl is based on the uh, earring she's wearing because it has the royal family seal on it. And... You know, as he's starting to look at her further, he goes, Wait a minute, you're the third princess of this kingdom. You're Princess Elizabeth. And I know earlier, I think probably about 20 minutes ago, I said Elizabeth. I've been trying my best not to say <laughs> the names of these characters, but I, I said I it and it. didn't make a big deal. Yeah. yeah, you guys didn't catch it, but I totally caught it, and it's been driving me nuts for 20 minutes. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> but honestly, like, that was... To me, I was wondering what her importance was up until this point when I was watching it. And then when he calls it out and we find out, I'm like, oh, okay, good. Like, she's not just like... Because up until this point, she's just been used as like... Storyline slash fan service to like... <laughs> I mean, fan service to the main character. Um 
for him just groping her repeatedly. But, like, now he's groped a princess, so... (laughs) It's moving on up. There you go. Like, it wasn't just (laughs) a random girl in armor. She's royalty. He's got got royal boobs on his hand. True. And as soon as uh, the boy and Hawk hear Sir Twiggo... Uh, you know, out Elizabeth as being Elizabeth, uh, they seem to be quite surprised. And uh, but Twiggle uh, Twiggo implies that he's going to kill her, so the boy yells, "You know, run!" And she starts to run, because um, and she starts ex- exclaiming that she has to get away. She can't be caught. If she's caught, the kingdom will be lost. It's up to her. To find, basically, it's up to her to find the, the, the rest of the, or to find all the, the seven deadly sins in order to prevent this holy war occurring between these holy knights, which turn out are supposed to be the good guys, but it turns out they don't seem to be so good once we see them in action. Uh, they turn out to be quite, like as Corey said, they're assholes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, um, after implying, uh, that he's going to kill her, uh, Twiggo uses his super cut move where, uh, before we saw him chop a giant part of the cliff off, which fell down below with, with our main characters. Uh, this time he uses that super chop move and he literally chops like the forest around them, all the trees just, you know, right in the middle of their, their, uh, not the trunk. What do you call... What do you call the area, the the base of the tr- like the before the branches come out? What do you call that? I again, I'm not a biologist. Oh, I mean that is part of the trunk, but he he cuts all of the trees down to stumps. I would say basically, like, yeah. He, he chops the entire forest down with a single swipe. Yeah, and again, uh, Elizabeth, the girl, uh, was saved in the nick of time by the boy who you know, dove and, and somehow tackled her and, and got her down before the, you know, Twiggo did the slash, which would have cut her in half. So uh, she was saved, and at this point, um, Elizabeth gets up and starts walking towards Twiggo, saying out loud, you know, that if she offers to surrender, uh, you know, maybe there's a, a chance that uh, they'll allow the boy's life to be spared, since he was so kind to her. You know, she's lamenting the fact that this complete stranger you know has been defending her and offering her food and checking her uh, heart rate uh <laughs> and doing all these nice things for her again that's a joke mm-hmm. um <laughs> uh you know doing all these things for her he's so kind that you know despite my situation i can't allow this complete stranger to be murdered on my behalf so she decides to sacrifice herself and surrender herself to save him, but it turns out Twiggo is like, yeah, I'm not taking prisoners. I'm gonna fucking murder you. Um, and uh, that's when again, uh, you know, the 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 young boy saves her uh, again, and she starts talking about her fears and all the 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 trials she had to go to, basically. Uh, being this princess after her father was overthrown she had to escape the kingdom evade all these holy knights and and she's been on the run with no help no 
no compassion, nobody's on her side, and she's been fighting this horrible, horrible battle all by herself until the kindness of this, you know, this strange pig and this strange boy. Uh, and that's when we see this, uh, str she, she says, basically, you know, this strange boy has done all these nice things for her, and she doesn't even know his name. And that's when we, you know, cue the smile of the, the boy. You know, we, we see, like, the, the hairs hanging down and, and there's shadow covering his eyes. So all you see is, like, his smile in the close-up. Uh, he begins to smile when she says, I don't even know your name. And that's when he decides to introduce himself as Miliotis, uh, if you really want to know. Uh, in which she can't believe that this guy, or this boy, is named Miliotis, who happens to be the the, the captain of the deadly sins that she's been searching for. Uh, and right then, as she says this, we, we cut back to that first guard who's been getting his ass kicked this whole episode, basically. Uh, and he explains that while he fell off the cliff, he noticed that that boy has the dragon's, uh, the mark of the dragon's sin of pride on his arm. Uh, basically, uh, I, I don't like think it's too. Tattoo? It's a dragon eating yeah. its own tail. Yeah, it's it's so not to get. I'm not going to spoil too much about everything, but basically, yes. Uh, every sin, uh, every member of the seven deadly sins has committed some horrible crime related to a certain sin. Meliodas is the sin of wrath, and uh, it's represented by uh, a symbol of a dragon eating itself. So it's it's the dragon's uh, sin of wrath. So that's his symbol. All the other sins also have marks on them that, that represent their sin, and those were given to them by the king of the kingdom, who pardoned them, saying, okay, you did these horrible things, but if you become a holy knight and serve me, I'll pardon you, but you have to have a, a mark on you that shows you did something horrible. And uh, that's, it's not a tattoo, I don't think. I think it's just sort of like a marker, branding, some magical sort of uh, thing on his arm that, that implies he did something horrific in the past. Um, is that, did you guys understand that? Yeah, yeah. I, I got that they all have some sort of mark that is not yeah. the same between them. Okay, good. Makes sense. All right, so, so uh, at this point... Um, I feel like Tom's teaching uh, class. Well, it's interesting, though, that yeah, like, they, sorry, used, they, used, they did use the phrase mode. mark of Professor the beast. Mode. Mark of the yeah. beast is like <laughs> a, uh, as far as I know, like a biblical term. Like, oh, they have the mark of the beast. It's like... They're like demonizing them or, or equating them with the <laughs> devil or being like, oh, they have the mark of the beast. But it's like, it's yeah, almost the, like it was foreshadowing. But at the same time, though, like they basically end up kind of alluding to the fact that they each have a different mark. So I'm like, but the mark of the beast is the same thing unless they all have, I don't know, Tom, do they all have dragons eating their own tail tattoos? No, they all have different so there marks you go. that represent each different sin. I just feel like it was one of those traditionally, traditionally, like in 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 like uh, European and and whatever. Like uh, if you go back to literary culture and you go back to like the seven deadly sins hundreds of years ago when people were writing about them, 
the sins are associated with animals. Wrath is not usually associated with a dragon. Like, for instance, um, mm. I'll just use Escanor, the, the lion sin of pride. So in this series, they use the lion to represent pride. But, uh, you know, uh, as far as, like, literature and, and, and uh, religious themes go, uh, the animal that usually represents pride is the peacock. So that's true with like in, in this show, the seven deadly sins, their mark, the animal they have that's part of their mark doesn't match the traditional animal with that sin. Uh, I, I think that's just the, the author of the manga, the Japanese author just kind of did his own thing there. He didn't, I mean, he, he takes a lot of stuff from like Christian Christianity and like the seven deadly sins. Cause, um, you know, you might have seen when you were looking at the different seasons, like the first season says the seven deadly sins. I think the second season says the revival of the Ten Commandments. So there's there's a lot of biblical themes. Like he, the, the author took a lot of things from uh, the Bible and Christianity, and as well as like Arthurian uh, legends, you know, King Arthur and whatever, because uh, they're on this country that's it's basically britannica it's 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 the united kingdom it's a fantasy medieval version of the united kingdom and they take a lot of elements from uh king arthur and those legends and a lot of christian uh elements and they they mash it all together with manga into this unique thing yeah so yeah makes sense i mean it was just one of those things where like when i when i heard them say mark of the beast i was like yeah, but they're all different. Like that's not like mm. the way that's used. It's like, yeah. I mean, I get what you're saying, but like, and I get mm. that they're probably doing it just to like try to push like the evil connotation of like mm. who they're perceived as. But like, I don't know. Right. It was it was the one of those things where I'm like, mm, you could have. You could have picked something better than that because when you they say Mark make of the Beast, the, it's like whatever. Yeah, they they want to give you that that kind of uh, twist where the the people you thought were the bad guys were actually good guys, and the good guys are bad guys. But you you constantly see that the good guys refer to the bad guys in terms of these like Christian themes that you know. To, to further yeah. emphasize that everyone thinks they're they're demons, basically, or they're bad people. Well, I mean, to be honest, like, from, and I may be wrong, it's not like I've done a fucking novel on this stuff, but, like, from, <clears throat> from different things that I've read, um, the Crusades, which a lot of this, a lot of this, like, material comes from, the era that like the crusades happened in right with like holy knights um the crusades were actually created because i forget what war it was but there was basically there was a giant war that happened and when all the knights basically returned home from war they had no life skills other than Wearing armor and murdering things. So, like, they were just like, well, I'm a knight. I'm just going to, like, take what I want and whatever. And they were just kind of causing a lot of havoc. And there wasn't any sort of, like, education, social programs or anything back then. So, like, 
eventually the kings was just like, oh, like, we're going to have the crusades. We're going to take all you guys that were knights and we're going to just get invade these other countries and just teach them our religion because our religion is good and they are heathens. So all you knights, you can stop like pillaging and raping people from your own country and do that in a different country. Please go rape and pillage other countries. And they sent them away. So for, for real, uh, you know, film and theater buffs, uh, those of you who just listened to Keith, uh, keep that in mind when you watch the rest of this series and you start to realize those connections from what, keith was talking about oh yeah no i i guarantee that that's probably because the thing is this one holy knight apprentice that we saw in this episode was like no regard for human life no regard for his Mm -hmm. comrades like Mm -hmm. purely just wanted to just like kill the people write the report get it done like and that's they're drawing a very um simplistic uh adaptation of it but like That is, from what I've previously read, that's, like, essentially why the Crusades were done, is because they basically had an overabundance of knights that came back from wartime that were just essentially murderers that didn't understand anything except for murder, because all they knew was war, and then... They were like, okay, so we just need to create another war and send you away again because, like, you can't be here. Yep. So, yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah. We uh, last left off where, uh, uh, oh, uh, we were introduced, we're finally introduced to Miliotis. Uh, the, the young boy smiles, introduces himself to Elizabeth, uh, and uh, we cue the really awesome Gaelic-sounding battle music. Uh, there's a lot of, um, uh, I don't know if you listen to it, it it's very uh, kind of Irish-sounding with, with the, the, the instruments they use. But at the same time, the vocals are in Japanese, so it's 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 interesting, and I like yeah, it. Yeah, it was pretty cool. Yeah, it works. I, I very much like it, and and um, it's pretty cool. So they they play this battle music, and Sir Twigo strikes, but his attack is instantly like reflected back at him at a hundred percent. His strength, it basically. He swings, and Miliotis uh, swings back. When they meet their swords, or in this case, Miliotis' broken sword hits his sword, um, it sends his attack fully back at him and hurts Sir Twigo. Uh, And this is when Twigo finally recognizes uh, Miliotis. But he's very confused. He's like, wait, how is it possible that you're just as young as you were ten years ago? This doesn't make sense. Um, And the battle continues, uh, which Miliotis takes him out pretty much in one shot. You know, with one swing. After defending himself, he goes on the offensive and takes him out with one shot. Uh, You know, again, introducing himself as Miliotis, the, the dragon's sin of wrath. Uh, yeah, and that's and... when the credits start. 
now, I instructed you guys to watch the post credit scenes. Did you do that? Fuck. Yep, I did. I did not. Okay, Keith did. I watched the second episode, but... But you didn't somehow... watch, like, the two-plus minutes <laughs> at the end? Well... It's, it's weird, because, like, the credits start, the credits go I for, like, think... a minute or so, and then there's, like, another, like, minute and a half of, like, yeah dialogue, and then yep. the next episode starts. They do that with every episode. It's I'm like wondering if Netflix kind of fucks it up. Uh, I think they, they do. And they, they give you the option to, the to skip episode. to the second episode, and I think I might yes. have did that without oh, thinking yeah. about it. Yeah. Okay, so for Corey, uh, what you missed was um, basically uh, Sir Twiggo's been defeated, Elizabeth stands up, uh, and basically she's found her first sin... Uh, explain, and Miliotis explains that he too is searching for the other s- six of the seven deadly sins, that he has some business with them, uh, and he's been using his tavern to gather information. Uh, he then looks at her and says, you know, a pretty girl as a waitress would also help uh, gather more information at my tavern and essentially offers her a job. It's like, if you want to come with me, We'll work together because we have the same goal. Uh, I'm a waiter. You you could be a waitress, and a pretty-looking girl like you is going to be able to get a lot more information than me. So uh, she agrees to join them. Uh, at this point, Sir Twigo and the other four guards, which are surrounding him, are talking about how... Uh, Sir Twigo's talking about how they have to report to headquarters and... and you know, this cannot stand, Emiliotis is, is here, blah, blah, blah. And right at this moment, Hawk's mother lands on top of them. And, Corey, you've, you don't know who Hawk's mother is, do you? Well, it's the... Uh, oh, you saw this. Okay, you saw well, the, second the second episode. I watched the second episode. Yeah, I just okay. figured that what happens at the end of the first episode was the beginning of the second episode, I guess. It kind of is, but there was still a little little bit you missed. So, uh, you know, during the fight, Sir Twiggo hit Hawk, and Hawk was bleeding. He got, like, a, a cut, and he ran off to go find his mother. Uh, and that's when we learned that his mother is the giant pig that burrows into the earth uh, whenever Miliotis wants to stop and, and open his tavern to gather information. This this giant pig walks around with the tavern on its hat like a actual hat, hence the name the Boar's Hat Tavern. Uh, mm-hmm. This giant boar walks around the countryside, transporting the tavern from town to town so Miliotis could gather information. Uh, and as mentioned, that giant boar, which wears the tavern, it bor- burrows underground, so you usually don't see it. Usually the tavern is all you see, but once, when they're traveling, you know, the hawk's mom comes out and she's walking around. Uh, also, hawk's mom is incredibly protective, as you see. Hawk got cut by Sir Twigo, so hawk's mom man, you know, makes sure she punishes him by... You know, jumping on. Imagine a, a like a, a small skyscraper landing on top of you. That's Hawk's yeah. mom just crushing you because you cut her son. Um, so Hawk's mom is uh, pretty badass. Um, so yes, uh, at this point, 
uh, Miliotis grabs Elizabeth, you know, by the like wraps his arm around her waist and like jumps up into the air because Hawk's mom is really tall, but there's a uh, a ladder that's hanging down. I think Hawk might have kicked the ladder down, this rope ladder. Miliotis jumps up and he's holding. Elizabeth in his his arm, one arm while holding onto the ladder with the other. It's a little fan servicey, uh, given what she's wearing. Uh, he pulls them up, and we cut to them riding on the top of uh, Hawk's mom as they're going to their next location. Uh, and Elizabeth has some inner thoughts about how she's come so far, and she can't believe she's finally met the seven, first of the seven deadly sins, and you know she just basically think about what's going to happen next and, and looking forward to the future of this adventure. Um, and the very last scene, we cut back to something called Fort, uh, I think it's Solgrus, uh, where Twiggo is reporting to uh, a, an actual holy knight, uh, Gilthunder, which I don't think they say his name, but it's Gilthunder is his name. He's a, a holy knight with uh, pink hair and... Uh, you know, he, he basically says, oh, so the seven deadly sins are finally back. You know, now I'm going to get my revenge or some crap along those lines. Yeah, I've been waiting ten long years. Yes, because uh, Gil Thunder is the son of, uh, I'm spacing on his name, but he was the former head of the Holy Knights who the supposedly the the seven deadly sins murdered. So this, this kid is on his, he, he's... On a revenge quest to uh, basically avenge his father's murder. And that's when we end the episode. Dun, 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 dun. Oh, we earned experience. Oh, and we won a chocobo race, too. <laughs> so, yeah. Honestly, I thought it was a, I thought it was a good show. Um... The the groping and the fan service were a little awkward. Yeah, that was a little weird. It was um, a little weird. The, I could see 22-year-old Corey being super into it. Possibly because like, of that. Yeah, boobs. Cool. But, like, as someone... Like, with my current situation of... Uh... Like how I watch things. If I'm if I'm watching Netflix, it's probably inside the house. So <laughs> for that to be something that I'm watching, that someone might like walk into the room and all of a sudden they see this cartoon character gri- gripping on some 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 booba. Just just it's gri- a little gripping awkward. and ripping. <laughs> okay, would it would it make a difference? Now, I don't want to get into too many spoilers. Would it make a difference? Uh, you know what? I can't, I can't spoil it. I'm sorry. You're just going to have to watch because if you no, watch, I'll, I'll, I things might will watch make more, more sense. I, you'll I you'll watch it and things you won't to, find so offensive. Instead, you'll be like, so, oh, okay. That's cool. So no, not, You won't be like, that's cool. You'll just be like, like oh, I did end up sense. I did end up watching the second episode also, just because I was interested in more, and because I kind of wanted to see, like, they they set the idea that there's seven deadly sins, so I was wondering yeah. if it was, like, the first seven episodes is, like, here, we're introducing 
<laughs> the next, the next, you know, characters or whatever. I feel bad for you because but, it's episode three when they introduced. Oh the yeah, next I kind of figured because the second <laughs> one is just kind of an episode that further establishes the abilities of our main character. I thought you were going to yeah. say further establishes the groping. <laughs> oh, they definitely well, that do that too. Oh, okay, that too, all right, that's yeah. just a common thing. If there's no groping, it's not Seven Deadly Sins. Mm. I mean, that's, um, <laughs> it's what? It's, uh, it's, it's gluttony, it's, um... Wrath. Wrath, sloth, sloth That's boob, lust, Boob Steve. touching. Um, lust. There's, uh-huh. uh, cutting your grass too close to the ground, um... All right, uh, you want not, me? To not, oh, uh, not not getting your mail on time. Not getting your mail on right. time is one of them. I'm gonna. I'm, I can right. list them. I'm gonna do this without looking at the wiki. I'm gonna do this based on thinking of the characters. So, okay. uh, there's Meliodas. He's the uh, sin of wrath. Go through the sin of lust. Uh, Escanor, the sin of pride. Uh, Merlin, the sin of gluttony. Uh, Deanne... The sin of envy, uh, bond. No, wait. Shit. Is she, yeah, she's envy, and bond is the sin of greed. That's six. Who am I missing? Shit. Who am I missing? Lust. No, I said lust. Let's go for it. Uh, I told you. Uh, Gluttony is cut, Merlin. Cutting your grass too short. Who's that? Uh, Oh no! It's baby farts. Um, oh, king, king, king is the uh, the the sin of uh, sloth. Are so you those sure? are all seven. Are yep, you sure there's the there's no sin of baby farts or cutting your grass too short? Uh, it falls under those other categories. <laughs> <laughs> so baby farts falls under gluttony. <laughs> You're not eating the baby farts. Then you're not doing it right, Keith. Oh goddamn! Okay, all right. <laughs> and then I, I don't guess, even know what the hell I. I, said. I guess cutting your grass too short needs to fall under lust, because. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Obvious reasons. Um, exactly. <laughs> so, uh, you know, we're at that point where we have to rate this, but I'm waiting for Corey to come up with a funny rating scale. So, how many boob gropes out of ten oh. would you give Seven Deadly Sins? Ooh. I mean, are they, are, they, are they consensual boob gropes? Cause consensual boob gropes. Yeah, are they because she didn't, she didn't... She didn't... You gotta ask, watch the rest but, of the well, She didn't say no. Yeah, but that's not... Cons- <laughs> that's watch not the rest of the series. That's dangerous. That's I mean, dangerous. You, yeah, you can't be like, well, she didn't say no. It's like, that. Yeah. that is not a defense. <laughs> uh, mm. Jeez, maybe in, like, 1950s, but not... not that's true, that's true. Now. Bill Cosby it's tried to make that defense. completely wrong. Yeah. Well, it was always completely wrong, but... Yeah. yeah. Alright, so I would give it seven boob gropes out of ten. Oh, we should just call um, them heart checks. Uh, yeah, pulse checks. Yes, heart checks. Uh, yeah, uh, pulse checks. It was interesting enough for me to watch the second episode. I might continue on, but like I said, like for me to watch this on a reasonably sized screen, I need to be inside the house. Mm. And... 
uh, it's definitely not a show with all the boob groping that I would watch with family around, really. Um, I... Not, not to spoil too much, I feel like the boob groping happens. It happens a good amount, but it's not, like, all it's the not, time or every episode. It's not, like, something they focus on as much. It's right. It's like something that happens in the background. Yeah, but it's gonna be one <laughs> right. of those things, like, like it's like... Yes. You gotta get you gotta get it in. You gotta get your boob grope in the episode. But it's like, if you ever played any of the Witcher video games, it's like, most of the video game is, like, you murdering like demonic things but like the one time your parents come in the room is when yeah. like he's fucking somebody like yep. it's just like <laughs> it's like that's like yeah. one, that's like that's like a 30 second scene out of every like 15 hours of gameplay and that's the only time somebody else that's, comes into the room and then they're just like about why, that too yeah and they're just like why are you playing a game Keep, where people just sure. fuck each other pretty sure keith is referring to the time his mother like walked in while he was playing the witcher and the witcher the first witcher game when you were fucking the dryad um <laughs> no it was actually when one of the because when you finished fucking them you got like a card yes the card yeah so like it was like the card came up on the screen to prove you did it yeah because you know fuck because that's I know. just just like real life. Every time you fuck somebody, you get like Corey, a you, you gotta get a, go with your card. You, well, it's weird. Is that, Corey, years ago, Corey, this made sense. <laughs> you didn't realize, Corey, that you don't you don't get the nudes until after you fuck them. Huh. See, nowadays, nowadays everybody's given up the nudes before you fuck them. Back in the day, <laughs> back in the Witcher day, you didn't they get had the etiquette. nudes. You didn't get the nudes until after you fucked them. You know. Yep. Whereas nowadays, everybody's they just like giving the nudes out for gift. free. Yeah, yeah. exactly it was like thank you for fucking me i understand that you were just going to go to the next town and fuck somebody else please remember me by this physically printed new card yes too easy nowadays too well, yeah so <laughs> so i don't know what the fuck we're talking about <laughs> one, one thing i wanted uh, to mention during the episode was because of how awkward like some of the boob groping was that was actually the only moment that I switched over to English to see if it was just as awkward in English. Mm -hmm. And it is. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah. Because I was wondering, like, what's her... Because, like, the Japanese voice actress has a very specific, like, uh, like, dainty flower type. Yeah. Like, could never be angry with anybody kind of voice. Mm-hmm. So I was wondering what they did for an American voice actress on this, or an English voice actress. And she kind of has a very similar voice, so I was just like, mm, all right, it'd be yeah. the same no matter who, what I was watching. Yeah. Um, the only difference is I think it sounds a lot better in Japanese. Um, yeah, so seven boob gropes out of ten for me. So... From what I saw, honestly, like I, I, I expected it to just be very different. Because when you think of Seven Deadly Sins, you're just like, okay, like you don't necessarily what. So what's in the box? Yeah, <laughs> I was gonna make a joke about that. I was gonna be like, what's in the box? Um, so you, the thing is, you think like immediately they're gonna just go full on out Seven Deadly Sins. Like they have all these attributes, whatever. Like, we only met one of them this episode, and, like, I don't know, he's the sin of wrath, and did he really show any wrath? Like, no. 
Like, the, so, like, to me, that was a little bit intriguing, where it's like, number one, like, everybody demonizes them, and you're then hinted that, like, they're maybe not the people to be demonizing. Number two, he's young, like, he's not aging, you don't know what's happening there. And number three, it's like, well, are they really, like, being the seven deadly sins, are they really, like causing the evil did they do evil things in the past and then now they flip now did they do evil things and then flip and then flip back like i don't know there's there's uh there's enough questions in it that makes me want to watch more and honestly when i when i go downstairs when we're done here i'm gonna debate watching the next episode if nikki goes <laughs> to bed uh to Corey's point um i definitely i can't watch this show with my kids around um <laughs> I could watch it with Nikki around, but like she's, she's not. She gonna, has no interest in this. Yeah, she's not <laughs> going to care about the boob grabbing, but like she's not going to be interested in the show whatsoever. So, right, like I, I have to watch it basically. Like if I'm up past everybody else um, at night, and um, since it's in my watch queue now on Netflix, it might happen. Um, so I think that if they continue on the quirkiness the whole like hawk and hawk's mom like pig thing is pretty entertaining um the boob grabbing is eh, slightly problematic but at the same time if you just recognize that it's a cartoon and just take it as like they're just trying to put funny sexual quirks in there and let's not take our lives too seriously thing like all right it's funny um Honestly, I'm going to give it an eight. I, I, I kind of like the show. I like the, um, I like the combat, like the, mm. um, Twigo is obviously an insanely powerful person only being an apprentice, which the, it does a little bit worry me that this is like episode one and an apprentice Holy Knight has that kind of power. But then, like, one of our main characters has a broken sword and fucking schools him. Like, <laughs> so, like, it's obviously, like, it's, we've hit power level 9,000 at episode one. Like, there was no buildup to the power <laughs> level 9,000 thing. Um, but I kind of like that for that reason. And I feel like if I did watch more episodes, um, I don't know. I feel like they've set it up to develop, develop the characters a little bit further Obviously, we're going to get introduced to new characters on, like, a somewhat regular basis. They're going to have different powers. Like, everybody's going to have their own little, like, niches. I don't know. I feel like just from the first episode, it gives me the the impression that it's a, probably a pretty solid show. And there were points of the show that I actually laughed out loud. And points of the show where I was just like, shit, like, cool anime combat. So, yeah. Yeah. Nice. Uh, so, without giving any spoilers, I, I've seen most of the episodes except the most recent episode, uh, most recent season. I think it came out right while I was trying to finish up the last bit of my PhD, and I, I just didn't have the time to watch the last like ten episodes of this series. Uh, but overall. I have very much liked it, and everything Keith has said, or the things he hopes for or anticipates, 
I mean, hearing it from Keith, I'm just like, oh, Keith, Keith is the perfect fan for this show. So Keith will not be disappointed. I think Keith I'm will very much... I'm a model fan for boob grabbing. Yeah. Uh, the one caveat I'll say is the first season, I think, is like 24 episodes. So don't hmm. expect a new sin every episode. It, it They take their time and they develop each character and they really go into the background stories okay. of not just each character, uh, each main character, but even some side characters and... Uh, you know the 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 land and 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 even the bad guys they go into the the freaking side stories of the bad guys too so um yeah it's in in that regards it reminds me of one piece which i know you guys haven't watched but one piece does that and it's something i love where they will like thoroughly explore the main characters the good guys and while they're kicking ass with the bad guys, they'll take some time and, and explore the bad guys as well. So they're not just one, you know, like one dimensional where they're they're evil. No, mm -hmm. you you learn about their past, you learn about their desires, you learn about you know what drives them, and it makes it more interesting. And so uh, besides all of that, the fact uh, the animation is pretty good. I, I think the animation is for for this, well, it came out in 2014. Uh, I think the animation is great for 2014. Uh, the 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 music is good, especially the combat music, because I mean they're they're fighting in this fictionalized Britannica, this fictionalized you know uh, you know this medieval magical uh, UK kind of location. Um, they've got the Celtic music. They they have a lot of it. Mm -hmm. Uh, but there's also the Japanese influence, cool. so it's really kind of cool. And Corey, I, I like Corey the did make the comment about um, uh, Full Metal Alchemist, like a very yes. similar animation style. Okay, right. That's also because of all the sins. Yeah. From Full Metal Alchemist, right? Like gluttony and lust. Yeah, yeah. I I, I get that and. You know, when he said that, I, I, I kind of cracked up about that because, yeah, it does have a, a very similar feel. But, you know, when you were saying that, uh, have you guys, either of you seen Blue Metal, uh, not Blue Metal, what am I saying? Blue Alchemist? Blue Metal Alchemist. Not Blue Metal Alchemist. I, I think it's Blue Alchemist or Blue... No. It's, uh, it's also available on Netflix. Also an excellent series. The main character is also... Well, Corey didn't watch the dub version, but in the dub version, Meliodas is voiced by Bryce Peppenbrook, who, much like uh, Johnny Young Bosch, or am I, or is it Johnny yep. Bosch? Yeah, uh, Johnny he's Bosch one. Young. Yeah, I'm trying. I'm, I didn't want to mix up his name. Uh, basically, <laughs> his uh, he's one of these go-to anime guys that they always use. So, like Bryce Peppenbrook, the the dubbed version of Meliodas. Uh, he's the main character in Sword Art, Art Online. Uh, he's one of the main characters in Durarar. Um, there's a, yeah. Now you're just making shit up. <laughs> no, that's that is that is an actual anime, and it's available on Netflix. And Bryce Peppenbrook voices. Uh, uh, Oh God! It begins with an my Jap. I can't speak Japanese and I can't pronounce Japanese words. So 
for the sake of our Japanese viewers, which I hold out hope that we actually have Japanese viewers, I'm not going to attempt to pronounce anything in Japanese. I don't want to offend you with my terrible We're just going to replace it with Tom going, Tamagotchi. I see him. Jesus. Anyhow. Uh, <laughs> he almost so, heard it. Uh, everything, with everything I said, I give this uh, episode in really because I've seen this most of the series and read the manga, I'm, I'm going to give this a 9, and it's totally worth watching. And, and I know Corey watched the second episode, and I want to say to Corey, watch the third episode. You watch the third, and you're going to get hooked, and you're going to keep going. But uh, like I said... The grabbing in the third episode was just uh, magnifique. Shout no, no, no. Yes. <laughs> they, 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 the, the boob groping thing, like Cream I said, it's... Not to get... <laughs> Cream of the crop. <laughs> Oh yeah! <laughs> Step into oh, a slim gym. No, no, <laughs> no. So yeah, I give it a nine, and I I highly recommend this series. It's a great series, great manga, and uh, I think both of you would very much enjoy it. Uh, I I agree. I honestly, from watching the first episode, this is this is a show, and I know I've said this before with other shows. I feel I'd like, like to watch more. Yeah, I know. The thing is, though, is that I actually, like, I watched this episode twice today, subbed and dubbed, and I feel like, I feel like, honestly, because the the subs don't change, I feel like I would watch it dubbed and just leave the subs on to see what the Mm. difference is, Um, Mm -hmm. and I don't know, it seems seems like a good show. Like, I just, it's, I don't. I don't expect it to be like a groundbreaking, mind-bending show, but I feel like I jived with it like enough. Like there was enough quirkiness. There's enough storyline. I know they have like enough in their pocket to develop things for a while. It's not purely just like you know. There's some fan service in it, but it's not purely just like oh, look at this anime. We're just gonna fight things and show boobs. Like it's. It's got it's right. got material to it, and 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 the fan service, like you notice, is between the two main characters, Meliodas and Elizabeth, yeah. and yeah, that's, it's got that's a talking like, pig. Named I don't think Hawk. there's any other fan service. Not not the spoilers. I'm just thinking in general. I can't think of any other characters. I but it's but it's got a talking pig named Hawk. Yeah, that kills me. Like. That, like, to me, when I was watching the episode, I was like, are you fucking, like, that's like naming your cat dog. Like, mm-hmm. that's, it was, like, hysterical. And then, from that point, then to find out that Hawk has a mom, and the mom wears the <laughs> restaurant as a hat, was just like, alright, I gotta, I gotta watch at least one more of this thing. Like, yeah. like I and I feel like that's where Corey was, where he was just like... There was enough things that revealed in the first episode where he was just like, "All right, let me watch one more because I got <laughs> I got to see where well, this yeah, goes." I, I wanted to see if they yeah. if they showed another sin, mostly because I wanted to like catch the pace. At the time, I didn't check to see how many episodes were in season one, mm-hmm. mm. so I figured if this was like a here's twelve episodes in season one, it's just like, "All right, they got to introduce all these guys pretty quick." Yep. But knowing that there's 20 plus episodes, yeah. it's just like, all right, they're going to space this out. No, I, I wouldn't like call episode two filler because you're still establishing 
you know, the main character, uh, and also just, like, how the Holy Knights operate. Um, but it's just, like, I, I feel like I... I don't know, I, I kind of wanted to move faster, but that's, you know, me being old now and not having all the time in the world anymore. <laughs> You're like, I'm basically <laughs> dying. Yeah, I'm hurry up. <laughs> so, this is going to be uh, potentially a little bit of a spoiler for stuff I'm going to pick in the future, <laughs> but I've been kind of on a Dragon Ball kick lately. Oh boy! Not so much, not so much the original series, but I finally decided to look into Dragon Ball Super. I don't Ooh. think I've seen anything from that. I've seen a couple dubbed of that. <laughs> so, one of the things that I've noticed, because you know we all grew up, well, not all watching Dragon Ball Z apparently, but <laughs> during the time frame that it was very popular uh, for you know, high school kids. And back then, I didn't have a problem with the pace of the show. Now, as an adult, that is much more respectful of his own time, <laughs> the episodes where they're fighting forever, and... You mean where they, like, when they power up for 15 minutes yes. straight and then throw three punches yes, and, and the you're just over? like, wait a minute, this fight has lasted like four episodes so far, but nothing's happened. Mm -hmm. Like, that's one of those things where I, I feel like I'm more into uh, television and video games and basically any form of media you can consume that's just more respectful of your time. Yeah. Like, I I'm not like... looking to play any video games with a whole bunch of fetch quests that don't mean nothing I, just to I... pad out the time. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, like, I, I, I want something that cuts to the chase, so maybe this is the anime that cuts to the chase. Well, that's the funny thing is that, like, I feel like with video games, I would rather play a video game where I know that I have to just grind and kill things <laughs> than, like, get sent on pointless quests to get experience well, when yeah. the quests are just like, oh, do this again, do this for the 12th time. Instead, I'm just like, no, if I have to literally do, like, the Final Fantasy VII run in a circle and kill things for an hour, I'll do that. Like, don't send me on a stupid quest because you need me to level up and you didn't want to put grinding out experience in this game, so instead you just did bad writing. Mm. I don't know. But, yeah, I mean... Dragon Ball Z is hard, because obviously, like, we had a lot more patience as children. Um, yeah. So, like, I've already... Up. I've already picked... So this is where the spoilers come in. I've already picked out an episode of Dragon Ball Super that I think is perfect for the podcast. But I'm trying to go in order. So, like, I want to find an episode of Dragon Ball Z. But I also don't really know where you can watch that. Because hmm. I, I think it's on, like, Funimation or something. 
Uh, or maybe Crunchyroll, but like I was only checking on my Nintendo Switch, so I was basically like, is it on Hulu? Is it on YouTube? No? Alright. Hmm. Those exhausted my options. Uh, it's on Funimation uh, with the premium which, subscription. Or which we which, said we didn't want to use uh, Funimation again because that was that, the one with the uh, 500 ads. Yeah. yeah, that makes me angry because I, I said to myself today before we recorded, I wasn't going to pull a Keith, but I'm going to pull a Keith right now and alienate ourselves from a sponsor. Uh, I pay for a Crunchyroll subscription, and I freaking can't stand the service because it'll say, oh, this series is dubbed and subbed. You click on the series, and they have like, one season out of the five, yeah. and it's only subbed. And it's like, all right, I should have started a cr- uh, animation or Funimation account, but when I went to Funimation, uh, the website encourages you not to start an account with yeah, them because they're, they're merging, merging with Country Roll. It's like, okay, merge your goddamn libraries already because I'm tired yeah, of like it's, not. It's not that complicated, guys. Yeah, it's and and I want to like, literally watch drag more. and drop, drag and drop, guys. Yeah. I'm not a computer guy, but it's not that complicated. Get your shit together, and I'll love you more. <laughs> That's why I want to say Crunchyroll. Yeah, so I'm not saying that my next episode that I pick is going to be a Dragon Ball Z, but I'm just saying it's coming in the future. Nice. And it probably will be followed immediately, at least on my pick, by a Dragon Ball Super episode, because I can't wait to talk about this one. <laughs> Uh, but with that said, we'd like to thank you for taking the time out of your day to listen to three guys ramble about cartoons and boob groping. If you'd like to ramble about our ramblings, and preferably for legality's sake, not boob groping, in our podcast group Unless on Facebook. Unless it's our boobs. You, you could you well, grope our boobs. Uh, you have our there's permission. The soul, there's, yeah. Whoa. Tom just consented for us. That's weird. For all of us, yeah. Um, I'm fine with it. Yeah, but Keith I've got the most to give. Oh, I've got the most to give. <laughs> like, they're, like, they're going for me first. He's got the most meat. Yeah. So if you have any questions, comments, or corrections, you can reach us at cartooncommentarypodcast at gmail.com. And until all are one, I've been Corey. I've been Tom. Yep, I'm Keith. <laughs> Bye-bye. Goodbye. Slit fights. <laughs> Fucking David the Gnome. <laughs> Dick.